0: listening to The Plug Podcast, music, and with Bushy and Metal Mike. Sit back, crack open a cold bruise, break out your and light it all in, while we do our retrospective views and discussions of all things music, food, and entertainment. If your Metal Mike, Meltdowns. So without further ado, here's Bushy and Metal Mike.
1: i am bushy we also have metal mike metal mike who do we have with us for those that aren't watching
0: we've this has been a long time coming man uh we've been talking about this for a while it is our brother from another mother who lives in poland now but he's from the ohio area please welcome charles trainer the talent i believe is what he calls it on his (laughs) former podcast
2: anyway right Um, uh well i was the star on that show uh Chuck Charles Manson, just some Manson. people. Uh, Charles Trainer, and uh, yeah, it's a great honor to be on the uh, Plug Podcast. Finally,
0: yeah. Well, we're 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 uh, excited to have you, man. Thank you for uh, stopping by. Yeah,
1: we're right, right on. on. Absolutely. Thanks for being on. Uh, thanks for picking the topic. We were going to do this actually last week. You had a mission come up. Um, yeah. And- a lot of people don't realize Charles works with the military overseas he's not just hanging out in Poland he, you know he's working over there with the military so we so metal Mike and I had to be like oh oh shit, we had this other idea we were going to do so let's just do that and that turned out to be a lot of fun Charles I really want you to watch that you're not going to be happy
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we're glad,
1: we're glad to have you on this week man that's that's awesome how have you been how is Poland yes no yet
2: Doing good. Or we're supposed to get snow in uh, maybe tomorrow. Oh, lovely. I don't miss yeah. That. I miss Germany. It's not quite as cold yet there over there, but uh, it'll be coming. But uh, this is an interesting uh, thing we're going to do today because uh, I think me and Metal Mike, we did something The Beatles against... Rolling Stones or something. I I don't remember exactly. No,
0: no, that was our favorite Beatles covers. Beatles. We were on um we were on Andy Animated Rodriguez's show. Black Spinner Circle and yeah. we did our favorite Beatles covers which was a fucking blast to do. But we just started talking and and, and Charles had mentioned that you know, it, it's one of those things. There are certain bands that I had, I call they're black holes or vortexes. Kiss is one of them. You get yeah. the Kiss vortex, next thing you know, you're going through the entire fucking history of the band. And uh, you yeah. don't know why, even, but they're just one of those bands. Another one of those bands is Metallica. It's like you start talking about them. And Charles was the one that pointed out, which, you know, you and I've talked about many times, Bush, is that they are. Very much a timeline or timestamp, as you call it, Charles, yeah. band that people get into them at, at, at different eras. And the thing is, is when you've had a band that's been around as long as Metallica, it they, it, 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 they very much become, I mean, let's just put it this way. When we went to see him the last time and it was Bill, you know, my uh, co-host on the Metal Mike show who said it, he was just like, dude. It's like, I remember this band when I was just a kid, a teenage kid, and now they're like the Rolling Stones. They are this iconic, larger-than-life band. Yeah, yeah, dude. Bushy, they're huge. Bushy, they're huge. They fucking sold out the arena we were at. They sell out everywhere they go. So, yeah, I'm comparing them to the goddamn Stones or the Beatles or any of those iconic bands. How can they not be?
2: Listen, Whether you
0: like what they're doing now or not, it's r- irrelevant, dude. The The Beatles could literally fart on a fucking record and record it, and people are going to buy it. And the same with the it's, Stones. It's the
1: number one single right now. The,
0: the, the Stones, the, too, though. Point. Hackney Diamonds. They could shit on an album, put it out, and people are going to fucking go gaga over it because it's the Rolling Stones. And it's the same thing with fucking Metallica.
2: I agree. And a huge key point, I don't remember if it was on Bushy's radio show or on a comment thread, or something like this. I'm of the belief, personally, and Bushy, I think, brought up Iron Maiden. Yeah. Now, I, I am a Deano twat. I'm not really into all the eras of Maiden. Uh, I really do love the Deano stuff the most. But I think Bushy said, well, Maiden is pushing Metallica. Personally, I, I really believe Metallica is the most successful metal band in the history of the business. And the reason why... American. No. I'm going to tell you why. Because I Metallica could do stadium shows all over the world. Iron Maiden cannot do that in the United States. They only do Certain markets to this very day, and it's not stadiums. They're
1: doing arenas, but they're they're not doing theaters, at least. No,
0: no. I mean, dude, when the last time I saw Maiden, they were at Riverport, which is an amphitheater, and it's got a big capacity. But guess what? It ain't Bush Stadium. You know what Metallica did? They fucking outsold Bush Stadium. Mic drop. Okay, I'm 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 sorry. I love Maiden, and I respect them. Of course, I'm a first six, you know, maybe seven albums kind of guy, and then after that, I'm kind of eh. All, all hit and I, miss, very much I hit said. miss. I, in fact, so much so that I, I mean, I love Maiden, but if you're going to ask me, I, Iron Maiden or Judas Priest, even though I know Iron Maiden's the more popular brand I'm going to say Judas no, Priest, Priest all day, all day long, and every every day of the week, twice on fucking Sunday, man. Stronger discography, I just like them better. But right. that that doesn't mean I'm putting Maiden down, you know. But you got to watch what you say because. Man, you want to talk about a certain segment of fans that are tards, the maiden tards, man?
2: Good. Oh, they they they're worse than Kiss fans,
0: dude. They're they're fucking good lord,
1: man. Yeah, they like, think, what?
2: They think the Blaze Bailey albums are good, right? Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> but Metallica can do stadiums all over the world.
1: This is Everywhere. true, and that's like. That that might be the one different thing, but Metallica doesn't fly themselves to shows, so I, I guess I get Maiden credit. That neither country.
0: does Maiden, not anymore, oh, but they did.
1: So Bruce retired from flying. He doesn't
0: fly anymore. He can't.
1: Well, well, bushy,
0: bushy,
2: bushy. Uh, you're
0: right. I mean, they had their own plane, and 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 Bruce Dick. And look, man, Maiden, dude, especially all over the world, they pack fucking soccer stadiums. I mean, they're. They are a force to be reckoned with and they have sold a lot of records and they are very, very successful. Um, I I kind of equate maiden fans with rush fans. Rush fans are very much, yeah, you know, yeah, I said it. Like I love Rush, but I'm like the early now. You know, now I gotta
1: quit like an iron fucking maiden. This is well, you
2: should shit. since drug. <laughs> you don't like drugs.
1: So anyway. I mean,
2: but 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 Bushy will hate this, but you know who Iron Maiden is really. Oh. oh, The heavy metal version of Oasis Of who? Of Oasis
1: Shut your whore mouth
2: it's Well they're movie. big in South America They're big in Asia They're big in Europe They sell stadiums everywhere They come to the states or play in your local flea market
1: Oasis? They should even not play
2: there it. Compared to Metallica Compared <laughs> I to know, Metallica uh,
1: Riverport A
0: lot of acts play at Riverport. Oasis
2: Oasis ain't L.A. Guns. They're not going to play your Ikea opening and and all that shit. But they will play an arena if they came back. But my point is Metallica is playing stadiums. When I was in Germany, I didn't have a chance because it was too far away from me. But they played the stadium in Munich. Oh, wow. They're They're not playing these little podunk joints. I mean, I'm sorry, dude, but when you're packing
0: up places like around the just, world, they were just at the Edward Jones Dome, which is where the Rams just played, sold out, yeah, like highest capacity ever, more than Taylor Swift or anybody fucking out. Yeah, so, am I sorry they when, you're, when you're putting more asses in the seat than somebody like Taylor Swift, which I'm not a Swift hater at all. I, I mean, I could take her her. I'm not a big fan. But my point is, you cannot deny the girl's success. She's fucking huge, man. Like, she's every goddamn where. Everywhere. Everywhere I look, there's Taylor Swift. I'm like, fuck, man. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm surprised she's not down the street. You know, like, it's like everywhere I go, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, you know. You know, so again, man, I I don't, you know, and this is a guy. I've been very very critical of some of the things Metallica has done. But it. They just seem to be able to – I've said it on the Decimal Geek when I guessed it on there. It's like no matter what they did or what they put out, Metallica did what a lot of bands before them did. Kind of, oh, we got to stay with the times. Oh, we got to fucking do this. But most of those bands alienated their core audience. And I do think for to a certain extent, so did Metallica. But they gained they so, so many much- new listeners –
1: Look, but it
0: worked. It worked really for Metallica, where it didn't really work for Kiss or Alice Cooper or any of the guys before them, in my opinion. You, I mean,
1: do you really think they garnered a whole new legion of fans with Saint Anger? Yes.
0: No, uh, but they I, did with the well, fucking Black Album. They did with the Black Album. How can you deny that? But like, the, I don't I even really it. like that record, the, but the dude, it sold album. a like,
1: back then. Huh? The Black Album back then, you couldn't have told me it was a bad record at all. You could have told me that, but and, you know, as I've gotten older and more ornery, <laughs> you you go back and listen to that. It's like fuck, that's not even Justice for All, which is the album that introduced me to Metallica.
2: Oh, you know, well, we'll
1: get into and that. Then, one. And then you keep going backwards. It's like, boy, side B or side three and four, however you want to look at it, with as big as that album. Sadly,
2: sadly, somebody out there—I don't know who. They need their head evaluated. But there are somebody out there that probably found St. Anger first.
0: Well, and you can't even really examine it because, again, you can't help when you were born. You can't. a, a Timeline and timestamp, you cannot. Like when you come into a band, it's kind of like the Maiden guys. I know people who got into Maiden with Somewhere in Time or Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. But you know what? Your older Maiden fans, they're like, fuck those records. You you know what I mean? Like I'm not that way and I love Deano and Dickinson, but, but you know, I am a very much like, okay, the first six, maybe seven albums. And then after that, it's kind of a good song here or there and a lot of fucking filler. Yeah, I said it, but anyway, um, that's my opinion though. I, I, you know, Metallica though, they're, they're just one of those bands that, you know, like I'm telling you, man, and I got to give them credit. I had not seen them live since the justice for all tour. Queensryche opened with Operation Mind Crime they were supporting that. It was an amazing show. It was one of the greatest fucking concerts I've ever seen. I mean Metallica were just fucking phenomenal. Um I, you know, this show um they were great. I have to give them their due, man. Great stage show. Um the, the old fuckers can still do it at a high level and just the the set list i mean dude they were playing some amazing songs you know now, there was a few songs and few eras that i'm not a big fan of but even those they did a good job on like i'm like man i like this live version of that song better than i do the record you know yeah. um yeah and it, they were They were really great. I mean, I have to give credit where credit is due, you know. And I wanted to to see them them. because I had not seen them in, like, fucking forever. I was hardcore, man. I was like, I ain't going to go see them. I ain't supporting that fucking inner Sandman bullshit. I hated it then, and I hate it now. I still fucking hate that song. I always will. Now, does that mean (laughs) that I think the whole album sucks? No. There's actually a few songs on Black Album I do like. But to me, it was the beginning of the end
2: but that makes sense creatively
0: creatively not not commercially wise obviously they as i said they went on to fucking it, it's like no matter what they did
2: but that makes fucking- totally good sense because my whole idea to begin with i think metal mike got into him at a different era than City.
0: damn right i did yeah
2: Bushy and myself who bushy already tipped off and I'm thinking we got into it at the same time, and then there's an era that maybe got into it at a different time. But Josh I
0: from Talk to Me, and he's got that new metal i think it's called new pot or whatever he came in the black album i'm pretty sure was his introduction to metallica and then he went back and loved all that stuff hey i understand that and i do respect it i get it i totally get if that was your introduction and not just metallica but metal i understand i do you know i mean it's kind of like again getting another vortex but i remember older guys older than me that loved kiss they didn't embrace Destroyer when it came out. They were like, oh, What the fuck is this shit? shit? Fucking great me? expectations with the choir. What are they hey, doing? Like What's it? with all the fucking special effects and sound effects? Oh like, my god, I kind of like that song. I'm I'm well, drained. I do too. I'm a weirdo. I love great expectations, but <laughs> to it's me, like, like I mean my favorite. but people <laughs> have to fucking understand something. <laughs> Destroyer was the first Kiss Studio album. Well. I can't say that. It was the first record my brother bought after Alive. Alive was my introduction. Okay. Yeah. Destroyer They're
2: They're was best. the
0: first, you know. Now I had heard because my buddy who lived next door, Brian Honaker, I'm still friends with him to this day. He's like a brother to me. Big B, we call him. He had the first three albums, but he had it like in a triple album set, the originals, as they called it. Yeah, and I remember he's like, "Oh, you like Kiss? I like Kiss too." And he showed us our record, and we're like, "Whoa!" And he played the songs, and I remember going, "Wow, that's really cool." But even as a kid, noticing, I like the live versions better. Like, I like the live better. It was yeah. heavier, it was thicker, it was more raw,
2: better produced.
0: Yes, because Eddie Kramer's Kramer, the greatest
2: fucking the greatest producer, producer, producer that
1: Kiss really ever had. I love you. Like, I, I loved it, like the debut. Although, and those songs are all on of live, pretty much front to yes. back. Yes. But I heard the debut first. It's like, whoa, this! I really fucking like this. It, uh-huh. Then you hear Alive, and it's like, that's what I was like, all in. I mean,
0: we've talked about Right, before. right. All well, in. think about it, Bushy. The, the top first time I top 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 hear top, Kiss top, top is top Deuce. Right. It's Deuce, but the Alive version. Wow. It, it blew my, it melted my, I'm going to tell you right now, it melted my five-year-old brain. I okay. was just like. Plus the cover and looking at them and I'm all into like Spider-Man and Batman, all these kind of characters. And that's how my brother sold it to me. These guys are like superheroes, but they play rock music. And I was like, and then when he, when I heard the guitars and the, the gene thumping the bass and, and the explosions and dude, it was all over for me, man. It was all over for me. Yeah. You know, I was, I and I've been a hard rock died. and heavy metal freak ever since I got
2: into by, a very young age. And then think about it, Metal Mike, and I know you don't hate on it as much as Bushy, but the one I found was Unmasked. I am sorry for that. The secret greatest fucking album ever made. Right, Bushy? No. God, no. But you will stand up for crazy nights, I bet. 30 years ago,
1: you'd have never told me that Unmasked is a bad album. You'd have never convinced me of that. Now... Man, I'll pick a song here and there And I'm like, fuck, this is bad Just listening to a song I'm not doing the whole fucking album Yes, Dude. I'll take Crazy Nights over fucking Unmasked And of course The Elder Which I think is one of their greatest Well, you know what?
0: Life. I'm not a fan of Unmasked But I'll take Naked City <laughs> Over any
2: song off Unmasked Or Crazy Nights
0: Or Crazy Nights
2: I Yeah mean. No way, big. God yeah. really
0: I remember when my brother and Marky bought that record and we popped it on. We we're like, what the fuck is this shit?
2: Okay. I'll admit it to the world. I know unmasked is not a fantastic album,
0: but it was your first kiss record.
2: Well, that brought me into it. And thank God, the greatest member of kiss pray to the altar of Ace Fraley had three songs on the album. They weren't that great. No, but I I also, they talked to me over, uh, Read my body. Well, yeah. yeah, even I would, and I like read my body, I'm not gonna lie. And and the elder I've grown to like, I hated it at one point. I still hate Odyssey. You will never get me to like Odyssey. Fair enough. That song I, is horrible. I'll
1: never like Tears Are Falling either.
2: So it's I like Tears Are Falling, but I don't like Odyssey. I mean Odyssey it's a cover. On a Well, it is. And, and, and
0: well, I, okay, Odyssey on its own, like if it was Paul Stanley doing Broadway, I'd be like, not bad. Cause that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like Paul Stanley. And, and, and he's like, he plays this guitar solo right here. And you Peter find Curly And he does. And it's not a bad, but it may, to me, it makes no sense to the, the theme of the album. They're talking about and traveling space you. and the elder, correct me if I'm wrong. It's kind of like, at least I take it it, 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 almost like medieval times or, yes, like Lord of the Rings type shit. And I'm going, okay, that makes no sense. I mean, I hated the elder when I, I mean, fuck, 11 year old Mike was like,
2: most of us did.
0: Yeah, 10 and 11 year old Mike was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, these guys have totally lost their fucking minds. But I mean, bye, Mike, come on. But, but, I, I understand what they were trying to do now.
2: But A World Without Heroes, I think, uh, is one of the greatest songs. Kisses. Hey,
0: ever there played. are some good tracks on that record. Exactly. There
2: are. But, but I don't can you really find care me a perfect production. song on that album, though. Mm-hmm. That there's nothing on each song that doesn't fuck it up. Even A World Without Heroes. What was that? Uh, let's, let's look at the track I, right? I love it. Mm-hmm. I what's up with the finger snaps? Yeah, that's kind of Are we and in, are. Fu- we and that's in...
0: part of my problem. It's very hokey. Um, the oh, song okay.
2: Darklight, one of Ace's greatest. Oh, songs amazing ever. solo. The song is not that great, though.
0: No, it's not. It's not. I'm sorry to me. Uh, Elder's mediocre at best. And yes. I'm kind of being kind. Yes. I'm being kind when I say that, because, you know, favorite. as a longtime Kiss fan, As I said, 11-year-old, 10, 11-year-old Mike was like, what? They lost their mind, you know? But then again, I felt that way, too, when Unmasked came out. Because at the time, me and my brothers are looking around and my buddies. And we're going. If you look at what Kiss's contemporaries were doing in fucking 1980. And then they put out Unmasked. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean... And you got a drummer who can play his fucking ass off, you know. You say you're Zeppelin fans, you got a guy who can play them
2: thick. But well, it was supposedly Peter Criss.
0: Yeah, right, right.
2: It was the first sk- Scab album. Well, actually, it was um, it was uh
0: Anton Fig who played the drums. Anton Figg,
2: yeah. right? It was the first oh, Scab album, and um, at well, the time, well, when I found that album.
1: Oh, was it dynasty? A Actually, stuff? when I found the album, yeah.
2: though, see, what was out was "Heaven's on Fire." Yeah, But we didn't have MTV until like "Heaven's on Fire" came out. "My Little Town," which does go back to the Metallica thing, by the way.
1: And sure. I tried to circle back there like a half hour ago, but what's Metal Mike? It's going, man. It's
2: over. I was like, but seriously, <laughs> dude, when you hear like "You're All That I Want." Yeah. I was like, wow, this is That's very different from Heavens bad. on Fire. It's
1: very bad.
2: <laughs> but I only got the album because our county library bought a bookmobile to our school. And the only album they had at this bookmobile that a kid might like, besides Engelbert Humperdinck and Lee Gerstmann uh Some guy that you like. I don't know. There's a shout out to Lee. I don't know. Some weird guy. (laughs) It was Kiss Unmasked.
1: Nobody's heard of.
2: (laughs) Right. So I checked out Kiss Unmasked and I was like, oh, I like this. And then flash forward, the first album I ever bought on cassette by Kiss was Unmasked. My mom had never heard any of the Kiss Unmasked. I was playing to my boombox. I was playing to talk to me and it was like a poison, like that last song on the poison open up and say, I'll oh, turn that shit down. My mom was like, that's fucking horrible. Would you turn that shit off? And it was talk to me. And I was like, oh, that's one of the better songs. And she was like, no, that sucks. It's horrible. And I, but I still loved it. It's a heart songs album. I know it's not that great. But live is it, the was your,
0: it was your time. first KISS record. So right. again, I understand that. And I do. Timestamp, timeline.
2: Exactly. And thankfully, Ace was on it. Yes. Totally. Because Ace is my favorite member. Um, hands down, mine too. Peter's got the best voice. So I yep. agree. And but I love Kiss. I love real Kiss. Yes, I do not believe that Finney Vincent saved Kiss. I do believe that Ace and Peter came back and put the makeup on and that's what saved Kiss, not Finney Vincent. He wrote a few good songs, but really what saved Kiss is bacon was bringing back the original lineup. Oh yeah. That's the way I see it. it.
0: It's fucking science. I don't even see how that's an opinion.
2: But I I am a Kiss swat, but I'm a smart Kiss swat. And I will not go to pay to see them today. There you go. Well,
1: oh, God. I See, I struggle with it because I would love to one last time, even though I know.
2: I know. No, don't do it. C- come on.
1: <laughs> it would be fun to see the demon.
2: We had a great water. time at the, the kiss thing at, at Ralph and Ian were clowning at the, the thing. Me that and was Nate. hilarious. Oh, the, yeah. the
1: fucking kiss exposed?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Those people weren't ready for Ralph and Ian. No. <laughs> That's, That's what, what made it, it great, though. Oh, oh, too soon. It was awesome. <laughs> Nashville was awesome. I'm bummed that there's not going to be one this year coming up. But it's not.
1: No, it's been canceled. Something with the venue double booked, and they pulled the Rockin' Pods contract. So let's come So out. no
0: no rocking Pod and in 2024,
1: 2024 huh? Now nope. no.
2: 2025. I don't know. And we had such a great time. We even endured Kiel Fest. Oh god. And, and,
1: and how none of us could not sleep naked in the freezing cold side by side to keep each other alive after that fucking horrendous thing. Cuz I think everybody being balls to ass in the middle <laughs> of sub zero temperatures would be a more pleasurable experience than that fucking Kill fest was. And that metal was Mike, fucking horrible, man. Mike was trying. He was trying to get into it, and I was like, dude, I was ready to go. Me and, me and Charles, well, we I were kept I kept going, alright, when <laughs> are
0: they going to play one of their old songs? When are they going to play one of their old songs? When are they going to play I, one of their old songs? I can't after imagine. Bali, after Bali, after Bali. And what's funny is I, I remember cracking Ian up at the time, but he still talks about it this day where he's like, no, Mike was in front of me and he went <laughs> in another valley and he just fucking throws his arms up in frustrations and storms out. I'm like, well, yeah, man. Cause it was like
1: I've like, been trying to get huge, out of there.
0: <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, and I didn't know that though, until you told me. If you'd have been like, bro, because I I was sticking around going. Well, Bushy usually likes gay shit like this, so <laughs> I'll, I'll stick around and endure, you know. But when you got Mark Alden Taylor going, fuck this, I'm out. Fuck. That should have been our red herring right there. Yeah. Mark's like, I'm deuces. He, le- he left I mean, first and fuck this. <laughs> we,
1: we all yeah. should have known. Oh, this you is know, everybody, bad.
0: everybody wants to bust Mark's chops and shit, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, but he was the guy that was smart enough to get the fuck out of there, man. The
2: king of cool dr fuck made me and ian stay we closed the fucker down
1: good god wow i'm sorry
2: <laughs> for the Steelers songs at one point which i didn't know what the difference was and i at one point i was like waving my arms like a fucking soccer mom like tears off fire and blue she was like are you out of your mind I I don't know. It sounds not too bad. And and another point I said to Bushy, I said I,
1: that was the song you were waiting for. I was like, oh, dude, this
2: fucking. Sucks. I said, hey, Bushy, <laughs> this sucks, don't it? He was like, yes, it really does.
1: And that oh, was
0: the thing. Like
2: I this was is never man that likes Debbie Gibson. He said <laughs> it sucks. Um, it's
0: I was never bad. a huge Keel fan, but I do remember my brother had the first couple uh, he had the steel around. me had like a first couple of kill records and i just remember them being a a heavier band at that time but (laughs) i gotta be honest they're not a band i like went back to a lot so i was expecting a much heavier show and all it was was fucking shitty fucking ballads man it wasn't even like good ballads it was like really bad ones oh and that fifth
1: they can fuck off. Oh, horrible! Oh, they were terrible. Man. I tried, oh my when, god! When we came back from Nashville, <laughs> I, I have their fucking album. I had never listened to it, and I'm talking all kinds of shit on the radio because they sucked, dude. They fucking sucked. So I'm talking all kinds of shit about this band on the radio, so, so they'll probably never be on this show. <laughs> and I say. So we're going to find out if the studio's better because there's a lot of times, you know, I like studio versions yeah. better.
2: Yeah.
1: Now that's also a sign of a shitty band. I agree with Paul Stanley, you know, if it doesn't translate live, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't translate acoustic, it's a shitty song. So <laughs> I I just random pick a song, and I play it, and it's a rocker. And I come right back to the mic after that song, and I normally play eight in a row before I fucking talk to anybody. I came right back after that. I was like, boy, I nope. Nope, it's no better fucking recorded at all, <laughs> at all. This is, this is bad. So yeah, Chuck, I'm uh, Chuck Charles Manson. Yeah, I am fucking. So yeah, with you, dude. They were
0: I mean, horrible. So if they try to um, have another keel fest in 2025, yeah, I will yeah. make fucking sure I miss it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. no.
0: I mean, that was. We'll go to the that's got to be. I mean, all joking around aside. One of the worst fucking
2: shows I've ever seen. I am not Ron Keel. I want my $25 back.
0: I know. I want I, I want that night back. That's a night out of my life I'm never going to get back. I mean, the we, only thing that made it awesome was you guys. Yeah. Hanging yeah. out with all you. But I was just like, I mean, it, it was great when you, was it you who started the whole, uh, um, i survived keel fest stage. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking great man it was just like i mean it's one thing that was cool about it it just it became like this running joke for all of us man to where you could because you couldn't help but laugh about it you and just you can't, couldn't you, can't you couldn't hate help it
1: you couldn't hate on the guy i mean he's doing his thing and he's like the metal cowboy i'm like metal calm down <laughs> <laughs> cowboy. When, when he came out <laughs> When he came out in that black trench coat and his bald head showing, and ripped off the mob rules. Yeah, I don't remember if it was Metal Mike or if it was Charles here, but I said, "I hope this fucker don't put the cowboy hat back on." <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> come back right? out with the vest and the hat and ballad. I'm like, I, I, "That's what I was fucking done. I was, I was like over it right there. It's like, dude, I ain't fucking you tonight. I don't need to hear all these ballads." <laughs>
2: I, actually, I had no idea. I, I, I asked. Bushy, And I say, bring back the skullet, Bushy.
1: My girlfriend <laughs> like girl won't let me.
2: I like the skullet. And uh, I literally did say, this sucks, right? It, it's not <laughs> just me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know anything no, about it wasn't me. just you, buddy. I didn't know anything about keel. I only knew that Gene Simmons produced an album by them. That's it. I didn't know nothing about them. Right. And I I didn't want to be just like, this sucks, but maybe I'm the only one. But no. That's
0: what I I was thinking. It was so bad. Also, I was like, well, everybody's here. We're all hanging out. You know, I'm not going to, you know. He had a great time. But it, yeah, it even though we Oscar were in even seen. though we were in auditory fucking misery, yeah. yes, we still <laughs> had a great time, but it, it got to the point where I was like, Oh, fuck this noise. I'm out of here, man. I'm going out front.
2: I was you just, just like it actually that, uh, sounded better. What did you the front? call it now, the, else, the sound was horrible. Yeah, if you went outside, it sounded better on they were a It Uber. did, when it they
1: did were doing the Steeler shit, Metal Mike. I don't know if you knew that. But that guitar player, that la- Latino uh, uh, guitar player, that's how I Abby. guitar player. I know, I know. So it was like, I felt like, yeah, man, we've interviewed this guy while he was on the road. This is cool. And I was like, I, I can't hear him at all. Right. Like nothing. It he don't looks, matter. I mean, in like the
2: end, <laughs> ja Fiera, we all love him, but he rushed the stage. when Yes, he, heard that first song. Yes, he did.
1: You rushed the yes, stage, he Ralph. You dirty fuck!
2: <laughs> Me and Ian were sitting there like, oh my god, Jesus <laughs> Christ! We're we're locked in there, and he did make the Adam Wash joke.
0: But you know what, room. man? Yes, which was hilarious. Yes. But you know what, man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the, the fucking but Baco man from Cobras and Fires, he, he was, was all about it. that concert, yeah. dude. The whole fucking thing, Baco's like, yeah, like, you know, yeah. and I'm going, dude.
2: Wow. Like, hey, I, yeah, saw never
1: talk about I saw Scotty Weiland. I saw Scotty
2: Weiland. I saw Scotty Weiland smacked out of his mind on he called the tour the best of purple to the core and he didn't do plush. So how is that the best of purple to the core?
1: Well, the core he, of the he, album, but he skipped that hit.
2: Yeah, the only hit that really made them Right. Plus, yeah. I won't do that. It's the best of purple and core, but I'm not going to do plush.
1: I like Stone Temple Pilots when they were called Velvet Revolver.
2: Well, I like STP.
1: I don't like STP, and I used well, to have I'm, to. I used to have to cover an STP song, some
2: Superman song. You don't like Nirvana though. No, they fucking suck. You don't like grunge. No. Any grunge.
1: I told you the best lyric Kurt Cobain ever wrote
2: was Splat. No, I hate myself wanting to die.
1: Well, because he followed through.
2: He which led reasons. to live forever by Oasis, which is a great song. I know you love that oh. song, Bushy. Mm. Huh. No. You, we're,
1: we're trying to be friends. Back to, to about uh, the
2: topic at hand, Metallica, <laughs> man. We're going, to, we're going to Metallica. Bushy likes a few Oasis songs. He's
1: couldn't even tell you. What, didn't they do something called Wonderwall or something?
2: You like it? Hate it. Hate it. Nothing. You don't like anything. Hate it. To me, Bush, you uh, Metal like Oasis songs. Who, who's the band with the bubble bee little girl? Fucking. You know, that's fucking um, that's Blind Melon
1: dipshit. They sound like shit too. It's like I, I just—they all
2: sound like that to me.
1: I don't like um, 90s well, rock a lot at all.
2: I don't know. Yeah, if it's Mike, all hippie tripe to me. I don't know if Metal Mike respects any Oasis, but do you I, like do you like Bush?
0: I Bush. fucking despise Bush. Ugh. Fuck I, I, I do huh? like oh, they suck. <laughs> Bush suck, man. Okay, it's a fucking shitty version of Nirvana, which is a band Thank I'm not you. that big on anyway. And, it'll be, and here's something. shots fired, and I hey. said it on Black Spinner's podcast, but I'll say it again. Nirvana was nothing but watered-down Melvins. Okay, I said it. Ugh.
2: That's I, fine. Yeah. That's I like fine. the Melvins much better. But I've seen Bushy laugh about Bush. <laughs> yeah. So Bush Bushy must like uh, a bunch of English... Rip-off of grunge when you can just listen to grunge.
1: I stand accused, You like bush. I stand dude. accused, you honor.
0: <laughs> you like that, <Bush? laughs> really?
1: God. I, I love that first album. Mm. Everything's zen Dude, <laughs> fucking Oh, oh my god. god. Like
2: bu- breathe in, breathe out. And here's yeah. another thing. Dude, How
0: I, come? I love that one. I love come down. <laughs> like, there's another band from Australia. <laughs> And they still record music, yes. Over They oh. got a lot of hate. Oh, they were nervous oh. the clones. You know yeah. what? I'll take them over. Fucking shitty ass Bush.
1: I remember when they came I out. May. I I I didn't dig on them, but I thought they were trying to be punk. And I don't see Bush is trying to be punk. And where Nevada obviously had some punk. Influence. You know what? Here's uh, something I'm gonna tell. Like you, I it doesn't. There's some Nirvana logs I dig, man. Like territorial pissing.
2: Metal Mike, Amazing. let me let me throw this one at you, then say what you got to say. Bush was nine armed deaf leopard of the nineties. I'll go further. Bush was poison of the nineties. Total
0: fucking rip off. Just yeah, unoriginal, uninspired, fucking
2: poser shit
0: they're just poser shit i'm sorry but they were man they that you know bush i don't see how anybody can defend that shit god it's off fuck and, i'd and buy live. two copies of their album one to shit on the other to cover it up with
2: that's how fucking bad they are man and i live, mean live live was no good either the and that and oasis
0: awesome. oasis was a band i have to be honest I They never really grabbed me, even though I'm a huge Beatles fan. I think at the time, I was like, well, if I want to listen to the Beatles, I'll just listen to the Beatles. I'm I, not going to listen to
2: people trying to be trying to I felt the same way.
0: Um, now, that's a band that I probably need to, you know, because there's so many people I love and respect that love that band. So I'm like, well, there must be something there. But I, the songs I've heard, they weren't, awful but it just didn't really grab me man it was more like well like i said that might i want to that I might be listen i want to listen to beatles man i'll just fucking throw on that. the beatles what bush
1: i said that might be a more fair and politic way for me to say that because i don't hate oasis i'm just not listening to
2: them. at least they ripped off a better version of music than ripping off something that was only a year older.
0: Oh, if you're talking, if you're talking, about, are we still Come talking on. about Bush compared to Oasis? Come on. Well, I'll take Oasis over Bush. I mean, oh, you know, fuck. Fuck. look, and no I don't even know that many
1: taste. songs, but I like the Counting Crows. There's no accounting for
0: Oh, bussy! I comes don't grow up in my mouth, dude.
1: And dude, I, there's a lot of music I like.
0: I know that. Some okay. of it's good. Some of it, I. I'm like, well, good to me. Anyway, let me put it that way. The
1: pros have made the power hour on an all metal show because they had a song that was metal as fuck.
2: Really? When?
1: Angels of the (laughs) Silences off of Recovering the Satellites.
2: Send it to me. That's a hard
1: rocking song. It's not metal. It's not metal, but it's hard rocking as fuck. Bitch, I will send you. Let me
2: get up. I'm just mad because I hated Nickelback before it was. Not cool to hate Nickelback.
1: Before it was not cool. I thought it was cool.
2: Now it's nothing. Like you don't hate if you don't like Nickelback. You suck. I hated them for the first song.
1: I never re- was how a how fan. You remind me. I dug that shit, dude. I used to fucking.
2: They were Bon Jovi of the 2000s to me from the beginning. Guess guess who else I like? Charles. Bon Jovi. <laughs> Let, I do let like let I'll Be say. There for You, Bushy. Don't you like that song? I do, but I prefer the live
1: version from Madison Square Garden in like 08 or so with uh, Richie Samboran
2: vocals. Those lyrics you will make that. a chick melt in your hands.
1: Oh, yeah. Panties are coming
0: off.
2: They're coming off. <laughs> and play. And it's easy to play. The on
0: only your- value that song
2: has. It sucks. <laughs> well, it's better than... Um, but
0: if it gets me late, I'll just throw in some earplugs and just be like, baby, this
1: is how I feel about you.
2: Well, I like uh, Poison, I won't forget you.
1: that's, uh, dude, that's
2: okay. a great um, fucking two. One of the best ballads ever, made of the hair metal. Era. Thank,
1: thank you. I'm glad you fucking have seen the light.
2: Not every, not every rose has its thorn. No. Or, that song sucks, too. Uh, or the one that Bushy creamed over uh, on the uh, Open Up and Say Ah uh, review. <laughs> Or wouldn't know we did a flesh and
1: blood and the one I creamed all over was fucking that one.
2: I'll be there miles away. No, no, you didn't like that one. No, I I know. I mean, I like that.
1: I like that song. I could lie.
2: Right, can, oh, we go, can we go
0: back to talking them. about cool music? Because uh, next thing you know, you're going to be talking about like fucking Candlebox and shit like that. Well, I, the hate, Mick, I hate well, Candlebox. I,
2: mean, I saw them live. The, they fucking suck. I have to, to agree. Dude, your guys' point of view, just before we get back to Metallica, what we're talking about, a real metal band.
1: Yeah, I just sent both you Ages of the Silences.
2: The new Mick Mars song sucked ass. I haven't even listened to it.
1: Yeah, I have.
2: I'm it. so beyond giving a fuck about.
0: Uh, Motley Crew, like Molly I think Crue, I quit Karen after "Shout Out the Devil."
2: Is Motley Crew not more disturbing and annoying than Kiss at this point, at in this my point. opinion?
0: Well, on many levels, Charles, because at least Kiss has several albums under their belt that were really, I mean, just that stood the, the the test of time. Motley Crew have two, two. Two albums are really outstanding.
2: After that, a
0: good song, maybe two per album, and everything else is filler. And I'm being kind. I'll take this glam metal band right here over fucking motley fucking overrated crew any uh, day of the week.
1: Honestly, think when you think about twice on Sunday. You've got to talk the first two albums. And then even though Girls is one of my favorites, you gotta skip that one. I think you have to talk, Doctor Feelgood. I think you have to <laughs>
2: and just the singles minus without you.
1: Yeah, get rid of without you.
2: Yes, that's how, that sounds fucking the worst Molly Grew song in my opinion. Which you love, Bushy. The last track on Doctor Feelgood. Oh,
1: Good. Time, time for Change is, It's
2: amazing. Oh, I hate that fucking song.
1: It's dude. fucking dream on compared to without Chew. No, it
0: oh, wouldn't be very so hard, Bush. No. But you know what? There's only two songs I like on that album. The title track and Kickstart My Heart. The rest of it.
2: Oh, I love the rest of the singles, Minus Without You. Man, I love She Goes Down. I love Rattlesnake. No, and Rattlesnake, Rattlesnake oh, Shakes. Rattlesnake Shakes just putrid. I love it's it. Rattlesnake
0: cool. shake, shake." Oh, go, so she fucking She Goes
1: God. Down is like my favorite oh. song on the album. When I saw Crew in 99, with Godsmack and fucking uh, uh, Godsmack blew him off the stage. As far as I'm concerned, but it was Godsmack theory of a dead man and drowning pool, and I've seen drowning pool like five or six times, and I've seen Godsmack five or six times. Probably my two favorite of that era. But man,
0: so you like an Alice in Chains rip off band? Interesting. I'm sure. Okay.
1: But they're, they're fucking way better than Alice Chains.
0: Okay, hey. and We need a judge's ruling on this Like
2: right Dude, The greatest grunge man ever, Alice in Chains I, I like By far a, I
1: like him a lot more now I like Soundgarden a lot more now Um Pearl Jam.
0: I always did. I know why? Because I could hear the heaviness, the Sabbath.
2: I do, but Soundgarden turned their back on metal. Fuck them. I I prefer Nirvana. Pearl
1: Jam, I still like the first album only. Go ahead, Bush. What? I said Pearl Jam, I still like the first album only.
2: I like uh, Versus.
1: Versus sucks. And then Nirvana. Fuck them. But there's a few tracks I like.
2: You will say fuck them because you love like Firehouse.
1: No, I don't love Firehouse, but I do dig that first. You do too. You do too.
2: A little bit.
0: Man, why are we talking about shitty
2: bands? I don't know because we're just having a great time on the. I mean, this is like Keel Fest 2. Let's stop it, man. No, I mean, I love hearing Bushy's defense of like Nelson. All these great bands that he loves because, hey man! But in the end, Mike, what I love about Bushy, he stands up for what he loves. I love, and that's I don't give a fuck, man. Well,
0: I and hey, you know the thing is about the thing about Bushy is is we do disagree a lot, but we also do agree a lot on things too. So it's not like y'all do. Yeah, I mean not not any no music fan, no metal head, whatever you want to call it, agrees a hundred percent on fucking
2: everything. No. None of us do. But Bushy, know. what do you think about enough's enough? Enough's oh enough.
0: shit. Oh, 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 go ahead, Bushy. Tell him.
1: This fucking bullshit. This fucking thing is I don't mind them. See, I'm And then, See, and I'm then everybody says, "No, not every song sounds like that." And I've tried listening to them. In fact, I remember on a Decibel Geek show, they introduced a brand new, enough's enough song, and that's in the last year. And I'm listening to this motherfucker, and I'm like, "How the fuck are you, motherfuckers, not seeing rainbows?" The video and hear fly high, Michelle, because it sounds exactly like that. People will shit on fucking White Lion, but enough's enough. It's a
2: fuck you. Okay, White Lion. Vito Brado is a really good guitar player. Oh, yeah. the way. I like him better than fucking anybody. I heard and reviewed on my last show the worst album of 2023 by far The Lynch Mob Babylon. It is the worst album I've heard. It's like Keel Fest in the album. Oh, it's um, all it was really bad. Oh my god, it's horrible. And um, yeah, I haven't heard it. But enough's enough was like a hair metal version of the Beatles to me. Oh,
1: but that well, Jesus Christ! Wait, wait a second,
2: metal Mike, what do you think about <laughs> enough's enough? <Fuck.
0: laughs> enough's enough. I don't know enough about them. I remember the one hit song.
1: Yeah, cuz enough and, and, was enough.
0: And I and I do remember not just thinking there was a Beatles vibe, but a Cheap Trick vibe as well, which of course, you know, Cheap Trick was yeah. influenced by the Beatles. Um and then I seen them live a couple of years ago. It was um uh Stars and it was enough enough is enough, you know, enough enough stars Angel and Ace Frehley. And uh, they weren't bad, you know, for what they did. But I'm not like an expert on them. That's a band that I would almost have to have somebody send me their stuff so I could kind of do a deeper dive and check them out. I know Aaron Camaro absolutely fucking adores them, man. And I agree with Aaron Camaro. He loves that band. He loves uh, another band he's really big on that I never really, they never grabbed me. Ugly Kid Joe. I don't. I don't
2: it, agree man. there. Hey, I, I, I do not get show. it. Lovely I've never gotten
0: it. Least. I love you, Aaron, and I respect you, brother. And you, you know, I love the fact that you love. You like guys. the
2: cover of Cats and Cradle, though. Love it. Yeah, I like that. Love it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. You know, I, well, they're very glammy. They came in at the. Oh, end. I remember them. Man. Oh, okay. I remember yeah. that video
0: being very uh
2: colorful Glam- and like. Yeah, it was, loud.
1: It was, very, it was like, very, hey. Uh,
2: but we all have to boy agree, boy and boy I, know Bushy, shit. But I know Bushy would. For sure. Guns N' Roses killed the glam movement.
1: Yes. In a good way. Not the way Grudge killed
2: glam. Well, Nirvana just obliterated. There's no more firehouse. There's no more.
0: And that was a good fire- thing.
2: Yes, but it's the only
0: rare. problem with the whole yes. alternative and grunge thing taking everything over, which hey, I liked a lot of those bands, um, was when they didn't just pun it. Uh, it's one thing that it killed off a lot of those, and I refuse to call them rat was glam metal early, Motley Crue glam metal. That's that's yeah, um, but um, Jackal wasn't. But uh, so, I'm sorry, man. They're a rock and roll. They're hard. Rock. When you had copies of copies and copies, and I'm talking about Firehouse. That's a perfect fucking example of what yeah. I'm talking uh, about. Trickster. Where it's more about where, where, where the fucking metal and the rock is so watered the fuck down that it's so fucking sweet, sickeningly fucking palpable. Oh, ugh, ugh. you know what? I am grateful for those bands for doing what they did. But at the same time, it was also a blowback for whatever reason I didn't get on the thrash metal, too. And even traditional metal acts like Dio, when you watch that Dio documentary, Eddie Trunk flat out says he was told you can't play Dio anymore. Why? Dio's not glam metal deal was never glam metal it's like they kind of there was a blowback on all things metal all for things a while yeah. there was yeah. for me at the time though i loved it because i got to i was getting in a lot of what was at the time people i know it sounds hard to believe but believe it or not folks at one point in time pantera was on your ground so was yeah. um yeah.
1: And they were you know, Tara.
0: Sepultura and They're fucking awesome. Clutch and Machine Head and Crowbar and Pantera. Beer Factory and all that stuff. And I was all about it, man. Those were the bands I was going to see. Pantera, you know, was, also, Pantera was also hair metal. Yeah. At one point in time, yes. I didn't know about any of that till later. But to me, that was, that was them producing their own records, trying to be Van Halen. No, those are major label releases. What I'm not saying they don't count, but it's not.
1: It's it's interesting to know, especially a band like Pantera, which hopefully will lead us back to the fucking topic. A band like Pantera that <laughs> we know of as such a heavy band
2: mm-hmm.
1: to re- release those albums that we're able to get a hold of. What is that? Power, yeah, power metal. What's the other one? Uh,
0: well, there's um, you know, I mean, there's power a, metal, um, jungle, yeah. something jungle. They're a different band, yeah. Oh, they were, they were, so, they were Van Halen, they were trying to be Van Halen back in the day.
1: It's interesting to yeah. hear all those things because when you listen to okay, debut, Cowboys from Hell, you know, major label debut, Fucking Pantera,
2: yeah, I love power metal, it's by the
1: interesting, way. uh, dude. I, I love Glam Terra. Yeah. But it's interesting to fucking listen to those Glam Terra albums. And it's like, okay, well, first of all, I'll take that guy out because that doesn't work. You can still hear the heavy. Oh, yeah. It's it's a lot like, and they're not a band that's heavy at all, but uh, uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin, Warren. That's a heavy fucking riff. You know, yeah. if you crank that fucker up, that is a heavy riff.
2: And Warren is an underrated band, yeah, by no, the way.
1: I'm agreed. Yeah. Pantera was able to evolve into what Pantera should have been, and it's just because those guys were of an age where they're coming up, and yeah, they listen to this stuff. Well, and this I and I think also they wanted to make Phil, it heavier. Phil had
0: a huge effect on that band yeah. because, um, you know, when they first joined, you know, he's from that New Orleans band Razor White, and to me, power metal is like Judas Priest on steroids, really. Yeah. Um, which nothing wrong with that. I love no, that, no, you know. No, no. But Pantera, I mean, <laughs> Phil was in a lot of that really heavy. Not to see that Dimebag wasn't, because they were hanging out with Megadeth. They were hanging. I mean, Dimebag very nearly came this close to joining Megadeth. Yeah, think about that for a minute. But he told Dave, "Well, what about my brother?" And Dave's like, "Well, I already got a drummer." Dime's like, "Well, I'm sorry, then I can't take the gig." So, I mean, if I mean, yeah, to, to me, Phil had a, a lot to do with them getting heavier and heavier, you know? Now, I'm not taking anything away from the rest of the three guys, but he was the one that got Dime into bands like Slayer and and more of the heavier, more extreme stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I definitely just, think...
1: Dime had this ability to take the type of guitar solos and leads he was playing Mm-hmm. The, the glam terra thing. Because fuck you guys, you say Van Halen and Van Hagar, you won't call it the same band. So we'll call it Glam Terra.
0: That's and, fine. I don't have a problem with that.
1: And he was it's not Pantera,
0: to, especially without Phil.
1: Uh, but it was.
0: But no, one. was It was Glamterra, just like he says. Terry Glaze was his name. What kind of fucking name is that?
2: Yoohoo Terry. But I didn't didn't mind it. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's all right. It ain't it ain't Phil Ensemble
2: Pantera. We, know, we understand that.
1: We, we get that. But it's just, you could hear the heavy in those albums. Definitely. You know, Definitely. Like, like it was there. And that's why I use that warrant analogy because most of us, you know, I saw red and, you know, uh-huh. fucking 32 pennies and heaven and shit like that. Uh-huh. But you listen to a riff, a riff.
2: Nelson. Like Nelson. Fucking yeah.
1: calm down. Nelson's great. Nelson sucks. <laughs> Go ahead. You hear a riff like Uncle Tom's Cabin, and it's like, okay, yeah, it's a glam rock band. That's a heavy fucking riff. You had well, those elements of glam terror. Yeah, why do not you ask, do
2: more of that? Let me ask Bushy, though. My favorite Skid Row album is the debut.
0: Ooh. Not me. I'm a slave to the grind, man.
1: Yeah. I love the debut. I love the debut. I like every song on it. But I like Slave more. And I'll tell you what. Then I'm a bigger
2: pussy than bushy. There you go. You
1: are because I want nobody's to. saying that, bro. I'll say it, yeah. and I love 18 to life, and I love. I mean, I that's not
0: you. possible because you're you're a fan of a team that's in the toughest, most manly division in football.
2: I know, but I really love I the debut album. of good, and that's bro.
1: and that's fine. That's what a lot of people it. do? But for me, I, I love
2: the debut album. Every song front to
1: back. I never skip a song when I play the album. But. I will take monkey business alone off a slave to the grind.
2: you got me beat, even though
1: you, on fucking
2: the debut, you got me beat. See, there you go. I that's why I like Oasis better than you like Bush. You are a cooler person than me. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to Metallica. Let's get to
1: the Metallica talk. Metallica the talk. Greatest done a Metallica metal talk band
2: the ever.
1: That's not Megadeth.
2: Uh-huh. Uh huh. I am a believer of on the big four of thrash, Metallica is at the top, and they earned that spot because if you do another tour tomorrow, Metallica is always going to be at the top. Your witness, Metal Mike.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I've said heavy... on uh, what? What are you saying? Yeah, I'm saying Metallica i'm agreeing with it. you what do you want me to i mean do you want me to say give you a counterpoint and tell you you're wrong
2: no i know i'm just seeing I mean it. because i think bushy will say well maybe well, the next time if they ever decided to do it maybe metallica would say oh I'll, I'll split split the bill with anthrax maybe not gonna happen or his favorite Megadeth. Even though Dave Mustaine would quit Megadeth tomorrow and join Metallica in a minute, if Kirk Hammett couldn't do it,
1: I don't think he'd fucking do it, that, dude.
2: Yes, he would. Metallica is the fucking, fucking biggest that. metal band in the world. You're witness anybody. Metallica is the greatest by sales, and they're fucking what they are. Yeah. They well, it's. If we're talking if we're talking commercially,
0: yes, they are the biggest metal band, well, probably I, ever of all time.
1: Yeah, I, I would argue maiden and, as well, but the stadium thing in the US, I gotcha. Yeah,
0: but I, I would I mean, still I'm, argue maiden dude, worldwide. I'm, I'm those are the yeah, biggest. Dude. Probably, yes, worldwide. Yeah.
2: Sabbath invented it. Judas Priest perfected it. Mm-hmm. Metallica commercialized it. Thank you.
0: To a certain extent. Not at first, though. I mean, Metallica kind of reinvented it. I mean, Thrash Metal, dude, they created a whole new subgenre of metal, a whole new style of metal. Groundbreaking, just like Van Halen 1 was groundbreaking, just like Black Sabbath 1 was groundbreaking. Look, I love Priest, but let's be real. Priest didn't break the ground. Like I love rock and roll, but come on, man. Priest didn't become the band that we know and love today until staying class. They man. were almost a,
1: a, a hippie rock
2: band, hey, but, but and, and I priest
0: love album. I love those early priest Dude, albums. I'm a big favorite, rock and roll fan. Favorite.
2: favorite priest album though, Mark. Uh Mike, what is your favorite? Yeah.
0: All of all? Yes. Probably stained glass. I just, mine's I adore British, that record.
2: Mine's British Steel.
0: I love British Steel. Great love album. the 80s stuff, man. British Steel. British. I mean, Which come mean? on, man.
1: Come on, Charles.
0: Screaming for vengeance.
1: Oh, the I, love
2: the I love screaming too. Great but... album. My What's favorite? your priest album. Man, Shut up. What's your favorite? Turbo. <laughs> turbo
0: hey timeline just like we're talking about it applies to all bands really exactly like metallica
2: yes i love unmasked you love turbo i think pot i think uh the next one you know was better but if you like turbo cool
1: dude parental guidance spoke to me the same way fucking nothing but a good time spoke to me by poison man Cause I was living that shit. My parents hated that I was listening to Metal and I was listening to everything from fucking KISS to AC DC to fucking Motley Crue to fucking King Kong, to Metallica to Meg- Megadeth. So like I... Pareto Guidance is the party rock that I like. I know it's very unpopular amongst priest truists. But man, fuck you. He did they 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 did rock and roll Shut up, calm down.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like painkiller better than that, but okay. I like pain. But Game I mean killer it,
0: shit's all over Turbo. Like it's not even I, a No,
2: cop Turbo's test, great, man. I know Bushy. The did, cold, the I know I know Bushy. I know these people. He yeah. loves Britney Fox debut album.
1: I love it. It's
2: good rock He's under Relic clones, man. But we put up with it. Yeah. But anyway, back to Metallica. Yeah. And goddamn it, whatever you said. Go ahead, Mike.
0: Well, are, I mean, you know, we were talking is, about the band now. We were talking about the different timestamps when I got into Metallica. I can't say it was like the very, very beginning. I mean, pretty close though, but you know, you got to remember I've talked to people that knew of Metallica during the tape trading days and all that stuff. You know, cool. no life to leather. Okay. Like, Wait, yeah. Bruno, for example that guy's been a metallica fan from day fucking one man oh, showed up while they were recording kill em all he showed up with his friends got high with cliff burton like no man um i, I can't make that claim but in fact the first time i heard uh kill em all that was the first metallica album i ever heard and it was funny because my brother's my older brother dave uh, Tyler, a.k.a. Scapegoat, to those listeners, in the yeah. ago, he uh, he had a best friend, also named Dave, and Dave was always, like, really into the really heavy shit at the time. It was Grindstaff that introduced us to Merciful Fade. It was Grindstaff that introduced us to Venom. It was Grindstaff that introduced us to Motorhead, you know what I mean? Like, and at that time, I didn't think it got any faster or more intense than Venom and Motorhead, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So for yeah. the first time I listened to kill them all i'll never forget just thinking how weird it was because you have the the music fading in and it almost sounds like it's the end of a song like you hear the and you hear fucking and then it all of a sudden it goes into fucking you know hit the lights and i gotta be honest i wish i could say oh yeah i knew all the time the brilliance and no my my first reaction to metallica and it was funny because that it was like late december 83 or January Forbes, Metallica them All been out for a few months, and Slayer's Show No Mercy had just come out, and Crying Staff bought brought over both records, and I was like, "What is this new sound? I have to take in, and do I like it? Like Slayer just really fucking freaked me out. I'm like, "What in the fuck is this? And I mean, Metallica, yeah. So I I can't sit there and go, "Yeah." I was just like, man, Dave, I don't know, man, they're playing so fast. I can't, you know, I don't, I don't know if I get this. And he's like, oh, you will. Flash forward about a year or so later, um, there was a local metal show on our local rock radio station, KC 95. Right. And they had a show that ironically they had brought back called Monday Night Metal. And they were playing, um, they played two cuts off of uh, Ride the Lightning. And Masters was just getting ready to come out, I think, if I remember right. Yeah. And they played they played uh, fucking For Whom the Bell Tolls and uh, Fade to Black. And I was just blown the fuck away. I'm like, oh, my God, who is this? And then when he announced it, it's Metallica off their latest album, blah, 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 blah. Ride the Lightning. They got a new record they're working on. It's going to be dropping later this year or, or, or sometime next year. And I'm like, holy shit, man. So I go back to Grindstaff. I'm like, "Hey, dude, you you got those Metallica albums?" And he copied them for me. He copied me. Um, and then Master of Puppets come out, and my older brother bought it. So. By then I'm really getting into thrash metal. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm starting to really dig yeah. this Metallica thing. I'm like, wow, this is different. It's cool. Cause around the same time I was getting kind of disillusioned with a lot of my traditional bands, like priest doing turbo, like Ozzy doing ultimate sin, even though I do like ultimate sin, there was this, I don't know. its like, man, they're kind of going this straight. And then Motley Crue doing what they did with theater of pain. And I was starting to get disillusioned with a lot of your glam metal bands. And then, of course, Van Halen and Van Hagar. And then, and at, believe it or not, I was a Hagar fan. I live in St. Louis. And then I'll never forget. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, oh, well, we're gonna get three lock box and heavy metal and you know, space station number nine, fucking, you know, rock candy mixed with everybody wants some and fucking oh. atomic punk and, and and you know, running with the devil. And no, dude, we got really? top 40. Fucking garbage, okay. Fuck
2: fifty. You really 50. believe that Sammy Hagar was going to bring something good to that band
0: at the time? Yeah, yeah, I did.
2: <laughs> but okay. I
0: like I like Montrose and I like a lot of the early Sammy. Hager I I do not, albums. but okay, that's fine. But you know, but What's this guy doing with you, you can to understand, dude. What I the I, area I, I, I live
1: to take a leak and you let Metal Mike talk for the whole.
2: Well, we're going to our Metallica finding and it turned into Hagar, who is right.
1: Well, I'm I'm,
0: I'm just bringing that as an example. I was getting disillusioned by a lot of the bands. Yeah. I was tuning out of a lot of them. Plus, you had your fucking second and third wave bands that were fucking clones of underband, other bands. Britney Fox, clone of Cinderella.
2: Hey, hey, hey,
0: hey It was. Hey, it was. Hey. It was. was I know. Girl, school rules. Yes. No, it doesn't. Not to me, it didn't. But anyway, my my point that I'm trying to make, so now I'm starting to get into it. And then there was another thrash metal band I got introduced to. And at the time, I didn't know that Dave Mustaine was part of Metallica. I had no idea. Yeah. And my brother brings home p cells, And that even blew my mind even more. And that's when I started getting all in on the thrash metal. Next thing I know, man, me and my big brother, we're buying every thrash metal record we can get our hands on. Fucking, we're getting fucking... Uh, you know, Testament and Overkill and Anthrax and you name them. We were buying them, man, and we were just yeah. all in. Um, and at one time, at that point in time, if you'd ask me who do you like better, I had a hard time picking. I, I to this day, I still, I, I, man, those first four or five Megadeth records, I, you know, they're they're amazing to me. I mean, just like Metallica, it's different, you know, but um. I love them. I still do, man. And and I got news for all these Metallitards who want to um, minimize Dave's contributions. Without Dave Mustaine, you don't have fucking thrash metal as you have it today. And that's just a fact, man. Right. People can get pissed if they want. I ain't taking anything away from James or any of them. But he co-wrote I don't know how many of those songs on the first time. Hell, he even co-wrote some of the fucking ones on fucking Justice. And it, 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 now, with that being said, am I one of those people that wish Dave had never left the band? Uh, I'm going to have to say a hard no on that, and I'll tell you why. Too many alpha males in that band at that time. You had two, four strong personalities in the same band.
2: A lot of people Great, act best like... Best player in metal history.
0: Thank you. Yeah, you got fucking Cliff Burton, okay? Um, you got James, who, and then Lars, and then you got Dave. I mean think the metal gods that they did kick dave out yeah it was kind of harsh the way they did it and it was brutal i thought i when i would hear stories i thought it was a lot harsher than it actually was until i saw behind the music where dave said that james was driving him back to the bus stop I mean, he's not saying a word but there's just tears streaming down his face and they just kept going no second chance james no nope, you're not even gonna give me a, an opportunity to change or try you know and james didn't say no. a word but he was crying he he was emotionally upset i mean at the time though it was like well here here's 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 a bus ticket get the fuck out of here um but i think it was the best thing i i really do what i mean
2: band, I what band was kirk in exodus right exodus yes and another and, thrash legend band hey if you want to get real
0: technical about it to people from the Bay Area, Exodus is just as important as Metallica. Exodus, because even Kirk said when we saw Metallica come into town, we were like, oh, these guys remind us of us. Like they were both kind of on the same wavelength with the whole thrash thing. Just, you know, at but that yeah.
1: Point, Metallica I, had a much better guitar player, and Exodus yeah. had a shitty guitar player that would get a job.
0: Ugh, man, you just love to fucking trash uh, Kirk every chance you get, don't you?
2: They didn't have the greatest bass player in metal history. Who? Cliff Burton. Oh, yeah, oh, by far. Yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: Won't argue that at
2: all. Yeah. And 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 look... Um, Why does I, Lars get picked on so much?
1: I, I think because he talks too much. <laughs> I mean, really, you're the drummer, and traditionally speaking... It's either the lead
2: singer... Is he that bad of a drummer? Really? No. No. He is not.
1: Traditionally speaking, the lead singer or the guitar player are the guys that are talking. Every once in a while, you get a mouthy motherfucker like Gene Simmons or Geddy Lee that thinks they have to be front and center. And now, well, uh, he or, is the singer. Or Phil Lynott. You know, any of these bass players that had a pro- either full-time Paul singer... Paul McCartney. Or, or, yeah, even Paul McCartney. All of them. They all want to be front and center on the mic. You know what I mean? The drummer's just back there drumming. And Lars, a lot of his flat comes from shut the fuck up and drum. Because he's not the best drummer at all. Ricky Rocket. <sighs> Sucks, but he, can, he, can, <laughs> he can do a simple 4-4. That's all you need in rock and roll. This is metal. Look, look, look Lars, Lars is a
2: competent, Lars, good drummer. Lars. Picked on far too much. He is a way better drummer than people. He
0: gets them. credit for. You are right, uh, Charles. He,
1: he, you know why he gets shit is because of the snare sound on fucking Saint Anger, and then one guitar album. solos with one album. Yeah, and he catches a lot of shit. He, is so he drum-
2: Dave, Is he Dave Lombardo? No, the greatest drummer in thrash history. Yeah. Maybe one of the greatest drummers ever. Yeah. No. He's not
1: a but, he's not a John Bonham or anything like that, but he's a good he's a
2: Peter Chris. He's a good competent. Solid oh, he's better than drummer. Peter Chris. I'm sorry.
1: Pizza jazz drummer.
2: And I love sorry. Peter Chris, but he's better than Peter well, Chris. Yeah.
1: Well, look, I
0: mean, Lars, listen I'm, to I'm those drumming. Listen to the drumming on those early Metallica records. Fuck, he's playing his little ass off. I mean, now do now do I think? lars is the greatest thrash metal drummer no i don't even think he's the best out of the big four i think charlie benante is a better i put lombardo
2: Lombardo. charlie gar yeah gar gar samuelson god damn that
0: motherfucker could play junkie fucking play
2: man i'll I'll put put lars last there's another
0: great drummer that people um gene hoglin mean gene hoglin man from um dark angel and he's played well he's in testament now or at least he was you're you're talking about that guy's in in fact he was dave lombardo's drum
1: tech
2: that's how he got started i might be insane i think dave lombardo is on neil peart level Uh, i'm not a drummer so i couldn't tell
0: you technically who's better or what but yeah dave lombardo is amazing
2: my god what a drummer but lars can outplay me you and Nate on the drums yeah yeah play any of us and that's what i usually say whenever we pick on somebody cc deville there you go nate
1: uh most underrated rhythm guitar player you can
2: outplay me on a guitar
0: uh, yeah, really? I mean, hey, what have I always said, Bushy? I may not like their music, but I don't go around and insult their musicianship. Yeah, I, mean, I can't fucking play to save my fucking life. This is- I mean, I couldn't even play a Sonic Keel Fest, okay? So how bad? How sad
1: is that?
2: Why well, could I want that. to? I could have done that. Me and Bushy would have been yeah. put on a better concert than we, that. We, but. Would have bought, we,
1: we could have Bobby mcferrin that shit
2: and did a better job. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I do think Laris gets too much flack for his drumming. I, I think, think he,
0: maybe also you gotta remember something and even though he ultimately was proven right, I think he went as a little too aggressive with the Napster thing. I yes. understand him going the fuck off. But right. when you find out that he's like sending lawyers after fucking 12 year old kids, I'm like, Lars, yeah. you're t- I mean, I'm not, you know, it's like, whoa, guy. I, I, and I get it. I do understand. Ultimately the man was right. Cause it really affected rock and metal. But, music.
2: but do you, because when we get to the timestamp part, I'm just going to say, I'll get to the timestamp part for me. Yeah, do it. She already kind of tipped it off. Okay, I grew up in a town of two thousand people in Ohio, and near Amish land. You've said that before, right? I wasn't Amish. I wasn't adopted. Oh, I, I know that. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm Sprina. <laughs> Amish or whatever people, but. We didn't even have MTV till 1984
1: or so. Man, you had it 84.
2: Wait till I tell you my story. Okay.
0: <laughs> same. Same with me.
1: Well,
2: I lived Metallica, in a rural area myself. In my day, I would say it was one of the ultimate gatekeeper bands. There you go, Mofos, a metal group. Uh, they, they were. Who was? Metallica. Okay. Oh, hardcore. If somebody knew Metallica, they kept it from you. Yeah. So meanwhile, what we had on TV was the White Lions, which I do appreciate Vito Brado, by the way, Bushy. I, I, I think it was terrible songs, but he was a great guitar player. Um, We had Poison. We had Bon Scuzzy. We had, you know, all this shit, and we're thinking it's metal. And 1989, a video came over the MTV on a show that was called Dial MTV, which we all remember it. Home Sweet Home made a record, a rule that Home Sweet Home could, you know, it was number one for weeks on that. Yeah. My favorite Motley Cruz song, by the way, and uh um, this day, nice. but they changed the rules. And there was a guy at school, he was wearing a Metallica shirt, but we did not hear of it because in 1980, prior to 1989, Metallica was not played on the radio.
1: Nope. On the radio. They had no high. music videos.
2: No, no, there was no videos. There was nothing. Guess what? So unless you were now. in a very exclusive group of people,
1: yeah.
2: you knew who Metallica was. I did not, and most of us did not in my little tiny town. And when we heard the name Metallica, we thought, what a stupid name. Metallica? That just sounds lame, like that's some band who would go see at the fair or something. Well, what? what?
1: Dude, my ex-wife crushed my heart one day because I was like, oh man, I'm rocking. And she comes in and she's like, what what the hell is this nonsense? And I said, it's Megadeth. She said, Megadeth? So not just dead, but really dead? (laughs) I thought Megadeth (laughs) was a cool name, but that bitch fucked it up for me.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But I swear to God, every one of us in my town, saw a certain video by a band called Metallica, and it was one on Dial MTV. And when we went to school the next day, you know what? And I do like Nirvana, I do. I'm sorry, it's okay.
1: I do. I still love you, Charles.
2: But when people say the you know, like Teen right Spirit. There. What, but when Teen Spirit changed their life, that kind of shit, there was one song in the history of my life that changed my view about music and what it's all about. It's when I saw that one video. Wow. I I don't think I picked my jaw up, dropped the floor. And I was immediately like, you know, Poison talk dirty to me. That's lame. This is some intense fucking shit. you had an amazing... I changed changed my view from there. And guess what? When we get into a little bit here in probably about 10-15 minutes, the whole world changed their point of view because of record sales because of that one video for one I never get tired of the song one. I never will. It was the most life-changing event in the history of my life, that song.
1: That's badass, dude. That is, that's awesome. I get it, I get it. Um, One, by the way, is the second mic break I take. My, My first mic break is obviously welcome to the show and all that bullshit. And that's Iron Maiden Somewhere in Time. A song that kind of did for me what One did for you. But my second one, which is my, you know, my first real mic break after the intro, is One. That's what I always hit it with. And I've had... It's been funny because people in the chat are like, oh shit, I thought One was playing. You're talking. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck you, because that's how powerful that song is. Uh, with me... um. Yeah, you know, the hard rock scene was 1983. I was eight years old. My dad gave me my first two Kiss records, threw them to me. I don't want this clown shit. Some guy in the barracks gave it to me. We were stationed in Heidelberg, Germany. I'm just recapping quick, Mike, for Charles. Uh, That's cool, dude. I've never been on. So he throws me these two records, and it's fucking... The 1974 Kiss debut is 75 Alive. I play Kiss, and now I'm all of a sudden um, wow, what is this? I've heard the Beatles. I've heard the Stones. I've heard Sabbath. I've heard Floyd. I've heard Barbra Streisand, Barry Manilow. That's what my parents listened to. My dad threw me a kiss and all of a sudden something clicked. I was like, oh my God. I like this. It was just different. And then I put on a live and I'm looking at the metalhead from there on out. I didn't know that because I also like rock and roll so many other stupid things because of my childhood. But metal's where I'm at. Whatever subgenre you want to call it. Some more than others, obviously. We moved to the U.S., Bodega Station of Fort Drum. My mom and dad split up. She starts stating a guy 10 years younger than her that's a huge metalhead. And we're talking June of 1987. All we have up there is a Top 40 radio station, multiple country music stations, and one classic rock station. And by classic rock of, of that era, we're talking Stones, Beatles, Doors, you know, CCR. Yeah, the stuff, us old, yeah. Yeah, the stuff us old guys think of as classic rock, you know? Yeah. So I didn't get to hear Shadow radio. Top 40 radio was starting to play what I call metal. The the glam metal of my era, your Bon Jovis, your Kiss, your Poisons, your stuff like that was all over Top 40 radio. My stepdad puts in this VHS tape because he recorded all these metal videos off of MTV because he lived in this city. I lived in a town of 300 people. (laughs) Wow. And cable didn't get out there until I was well into high school. Like, I watched Guiding Light every day at 3 o'clock because that's what my antenna picked up, okay? That's that's how in the Maybe fucking that. sticks in northern New York we were. My dad just didn't want to live in government quarters. <laughs> so I had no knowledge of this MTV and what it does. My stepdad puts in this fucking VHS, and man, he's got docking everything up to, I think, Unchained the Night that the big hit yeah unchain the night off of oh under lock and key uh wasp he's got you know blinded texas but he's got uh, uh, uh what the fuck was that Baby, so i want to be somebody he's got motorhead fucking iron fist he's got venom i mean there's all these things i'm getting introduced to and then somewhere in there amongst all the twisted sister quiet riot and rat and Like virtually every band that was hard rock or metal in that era. It gets to this fucking song where this kid is watching this violent shit on TV. And the dad comes in and flips the channel saying, I want to watch the news. And he says, this is the news. And flipped it back and it's fucking... It was on a VHS tape. It was well after it was released. And I was like... Whoa, what the fuck? A lead base? This is different from anything I've heard. Fell in love with Megadeth. Had no idea of any history. Didn't care. I had a VHS tape. Then, uh, yeah, by the time, yeah, by the the time, about 89 or so, fucking, we get cable, finally. And the same thing. I'm watching some MTV show. I couldn't tell if it was dial or what. And I see this video and I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is great. My buddy Roger Williams was sitting with me when I'm experiencing this and says, You dumb fuck, let me tell you about this band. (laughs) And he had known about Metallica from the beginning, and he was my age. And he had just he knew. He knew it changed my whole fucking way of looking at things. And me and Roger started talking music. I it out, you know, oh, this is cool heater. It's been king fucking diamond. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it was it was very, I was a Megadeth fan. I didn't know it was called Thrash. You know? And I heard Metallica and I was like, whoa. And I'm a huge fan of Justice Brawl. I want to say it's my second favorite right now. It might not be what I said on the podcast we did right now, when I think about it, it's my second favorite fucking Metallica album, even though it's the first Metallica album i ever heard.
2: It's my second favorite.
1: Yeah, see me and too. What's your first favorite?
2: Master of Puppets. Shit.
1: Almost thought we were going to swap spit. I'm going to ride the lightning guy.
2: <laughs> I'm Master Puppets. But...
0: No, that's me, and Charles. Master of Puppets is my personal favorite because like i said once i'd heard ride the lightning and then i said hey uh, grindstaff can you oh yeah sure dude he copies the tapes for me you know puts them on cassette and then master puppets came out and i'm just blown away and then after that piece sells but who's buying then i start reading in like man, magazines even, like i can't even rip magazine out. man rip yeah. magazine and i find out that dave mustaine used to be in this band and i'm yes. like oh my god and here's the thing I was, was gonna get back to before. Like I said, Dave Mustaine is very, very important because okay, first of all, he he basically was the lead guitarist of Metallica, right? Yeah. And James was the rhythm guitarist, and in my opinion, one of the maybe the greatest rhythm guitarist in thrash metal. Definitely the
1: sure. fastest rhythm guitarist ever. He downright he downplayed is so Number one, Who? I
2: think.
0: Who, who's number one?
2: Hetfield. right who Who? james Hetfield.
0: yeah yeah, yeah. He, that's what his, we just said yeah uh, oh, oh, oh my bad so james bad. yeah james james is like yeah you know and, and dave said that if you ever get a chance to watch an excellent documentary called it came out like in 2007 so it's a little dated it's called get thrashed the story I of Thrash metal it, yep. it's yeah amazing. Yep, it's amazing it's fucking it. great and there's there's this interview with dave where he said you know so I'm in Metallica, and 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 some of my playing rubbed off on James. Man, he goes, James is a great guitar player. He goes, he's fucking fantastic, rhythm guitar player. He goes, and then he goes, and then Megadeth was me getting a bunch of dudes, you know, hired guns to do what I wanted. And he goes, and and for a while there, Kerry King was in, and a lot of people don't know that yeah, Kerry King Kerry was King in Megadeth for guy. like a minute. Yeah, and he goes, and then you know he goes, so that's three out of the big four that I affected. Yeah. And he goes, and I know this is going to make me sound like a colossal arrogant douche, but I'm just being honest. And and I'm I've never took Dave as that way. When he says that thing, he's just being honest. Like, yeah, you have to give Dave Mustaine his gross. fucking dude. I'm just
1: flipping my ring
2: around, dude. I'm not picking my nose. That would be
0: gross. Okay, that's cool, dude. <laughs> Whatever, man.
2: You I mean, they hungry. bow down to Malcolm Young, the greatest. Oh one.
0: yeah, but for for sure, dude. But um. But it was just interesting, that man. Because awesome. I, I, I didn't before that interview or before that, I had not known that that Mary was ever in Megadeth. I didn't know that. Right. So there were things about the Thrash Metal scene that I discovered watching that, where I was like, "Whoa!" You know. Oh, and by the way, if you think about it, when they're when they come to New York to meet John Zazula and Dave's still in the band, then. They're sharing a loft with fucking anthrax, and they blow anthrax's mind. Yeah. So Metallica and Megadeth, and I and I do say Megadeth by extension because Dave was an original member, they affected every fucking band around them. In yeah. fact, if you think about it, they get rid of Dave, and they get Kirk from Exodus to, to succeed him. So, you know, and, and of course that allowed Gary Holt to take Exodus in the direction that he took him in. I mean, yeah. So not only is Metallica an important band in the history of metal, but it, it, incredibly important to the history of thrash metal. Yeah. I mean, because they did. They literally affected every band around them on both coasts. I mean, you know, because they're they're on the West Coast. They're sun, you know, they're they're fucking Bay Area thrash metal. But then what do you,
2: you know, guys think is the top thrash band of all time?
0: Well now Who's the top? Right. Objective? Right. Are we talking objectively or subjectively? However you want to take it. I mean, because I, I mean, I love, I love Metallica. I love Megadeth.
2: But for me, the big four, and that's not that's okay. Not, if we're talking uh, big four, let's not do the. We'll, we'll substitute Overkill for Anthrax, or oh no, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. But you said thrash metal. You didn't say the big four. Yeah.
1: And yeah. He's, he's okay. literally wearing a Death Angel beanie. <laughs>
0: yes, I love me some Death Angel, and I think Bad. part of it is it's funny when we reviewed the first Death Angel album, Ultra Violence, on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. Even Ian was like, "Oh, I'm hearing some Dave Mustaine love on this record," which Death Angel freely admit. I mean, not only were they influenced by Metallica, but they were majorly influenced by Megadeth because with With Dave, it wasn't just his lead playing; some some of his rhythm playing was just mind blowing. You know, Megadeth was different though because it was more complex. It was Dave trying to go, "I'm better than you. I'm better than you guys in Metallica." You know, the
1: world just hasn't caught up. Yeah, and um,
0: (laughs) but look, I mean, as far as success, I I mean, not are you the biggest thrash metal band? I think Metallica probably are. If we're going by popularity, record sales, uh, concert attendance, they're number one. I don't see how it's even a fucking yeah, – it's not – that's not subjective. It, I'm being objective. Now, with that being said, I also think a lot of their greatness and a lot of the love, it it, it all starts with the Cliff Burton era. Without the Cliff Burton era, man, and that's what I call that era. I don't call it like, I, and I don't call the era after the Jason Newstead era because the Jason Newstead era only lasted for one fucking record, and that was Justice for All. Because then Bob Rock got his fucking hooks in that band, okay? And look, I understand the Black Album, and this is, we're talking timeline here. We're talking perspective. So <laughs> from my perspective, from my perspective, yes, commercially, he was the biggest thing that happened in the band. No doubt about it. They sold a gazillion copies of that record. I understand
1: all that. but I saw a lot of diehard fucking Metallica fans in line to buy that record.
0: But when it first came out, but you know what (laughs) I did when I heard it? I was broken hearted, dude. I hated it. I was like, "This, what the fuck is this? And I'll tell you why. Like, looking back, like I said, (laughs) I look back, I look back now. And I realized,
2: okay, yeah,
0: that, that record's not as bad. Whatever the fuck, dude. You can say whatever <laughs> you want. We're talking timeline. We're talking perspective. Yeah, was, uh, now because it's the biggest selling album or one of them of all time. But at the time, us hardcore Metallica fans, the guys that had been there from fucking Kill Them All on, we hated it. Most of us fucking hated. Hated fucking Niner Sandman. Hated Nothing Else Matters. I'm just being honest. Now, do I hate it as much as I did then? No, I've grown up. I've matured. I realize. hey, um, Bob Rock, creatively, it was it, it was a step down. Anybody out there who's going to fucking tell me the Black Album is as good as Master Puppets or Ride the Lightning or Kill Them All is fucking high. I'm sorry, but... Uh. You, you can't, you can't. I'm not saying oh. you can't love it, you can't say it wasn't your introduction to metal, but anybody out there, this. it's time stamps metal. Dude, I'm sorry, man. I've gotten so, how come so many people who got into him with the Black Album have come back and they tell me, when I ask them, what's your favorite record? A lot of them will say the ones before. They don't pick Black and They'll say, well, that album's important to me because it introduced me to Metallica.
2: The but Black be... album. well, it's not my favorite because.
0: But, you know, I got in a big debate on some dude on Bill Wayne's old Facebook page where because somebody asked thoughts on this album. If you ask me what I be... think, I'm going to tell you.
2: I and this dude attacked either. me. Yeah, I can attack I think it's their best album.
0: And that's fine. And they're entitled I, to their opinion. I'm not saying they're exactly.
2: wrong. I won't go that far.
0: No, I'm, I'm not saying they're here. wrong. But I, all I'm trying to get is for, for people to understand what our perspective is. And from yeah. our perspective, creatively, Bob Rock was the worst thing to happened in that band. Because after the Black Album, it all goes downhill, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. It all goes downhill. I don't give a fuck. Dude. I mean... Uh,
2: all of uh, it? But
1: you
0: guys Um, praise the fucking Beatles for expanding. Now I'm not saying all of them, but the Bob Rock era. Yeah, dude. I mean, come on, dude. Look at it. And I've got the proof. I'll put it when we post this episode. I'm going to put pictures up where they're fucking wearing makeup and on the cover of Metal Hammer, or wherever the fuck it is, saying, "Don't call us a metal band."
2: Yeah, that's That's, that's, get the fuck out out of here. That's
0: that's That's where they pissed me off,
2: and that's where I felt. Yeah, Yeah. yes. but uh, uh, Black the album. Black Album sold 16 million albums. I
0: understand that. It. I just said it's one of the highest selling albums of all time. Most,
2: I get that. Which was the most ever in the soundscape era when they started checking. I, I,
0: I, I get it. I get it. Everybody in the world loves that record. Except for us old school hardcore Metallica fans. And Never even some of the a, old school hardcore Metallica fans love the Black Album. Hey, everybody. Rock out with yeah. your cock out. I'm not yeah. telling anybody they're wrong. All I'm trying to say, for me and for a lot of people, I tuned out of Metallic.
2: Everybody knows I'm a GNR nut swinger, and, uh, the and see, I think Cowboys they're fucking hard. incredibly overrated. Mm-hmm. Incredibly overrated. One great album. They did crush the
0: illusion.
1: One after that. Do this with metal, mic. You got to be like, hey,
2: the mic drop though. Appetite was that's all you need dude
0: it was a great record it's one of the greatest records ever recorded i'm not i'm not taking that away from them i'll never take that away from guns and roses i've often felt that the love and popularity guns roses to me is based on what they could have been and what they should have
2: been not on what they actually were i'm going to agree with you first of all gnr is not metal they're a hard rock band i agree and, and I think,
0: uh, and I think that album, dude. I bought that. My brother and I bought that record a year before it broke big. Nobody yeah. knew who fuck Guns N' Roses was, and, and much like Metallica, but in a different way. We were like, "Whoa, what a breath of fresh air!" Straight exactly. level, fucking hard rock, and smacking you in the face, fucking attitude. And the other band that I liked around that time that did the same thing for me, believe it or not, was Tesla. I was like, wow, Everybody. these guys sound like 70s hard rock, but through that 80s filter. And we loved it. We loved it, Charles.
2: I do, too. Yeah. Even though Tesla plays parking lots and GNR plays stadiums. To Granted, sta- I'll, I'll not argue with that. What? Metallica, yes. I, I, I'm with you, dude. Yeah. But because I got into them with Injustice for All, which... I'm going to tell the old Metallica heads out there, and I think Mike is one of those. What happened? Where where did the uh, old school thrash bands of Metallica lose their Metallica? Okay. Was the there was a thing. segment. It was okay. the same thing that brought me to the table. The okay. one video.
0: Okay, you're generalizing, though. Not every Metallica fan felt that way
2: but their second best selling album isn't justice for all.
0: Okay, fair enough. But
2: for master, which I and think yes,
0: you can argue that, that that the one video opened the door. People have to understand Metallica didn't do videos before ju- uh one. Never had they ever done any videos? The Earth. closest they came was MTV filmed them at the day of the Green Festival, and then Metallica wouldn't let them release it afterwards. They were like, Oh, we've changed our mind. And 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 at that time, I remember going, I, I, I for me again, I'm talking I'm speaking for me. I know there was a certain segment of Metallica fans that felt like they sold out when they did one. But you know what? There are certain segment of Metallica fans that felt like they sold out when they did Ride the Lightning. Okay. You know, you got those radical, right. like they just wanted Day fucking kill them all over and over and over and over.
2: They the uh, black, right?
0: Yeah. Well, just the whole album, It because, you know, uh, Kill them all has a much more raw production. It's very raw, you know, yeah. um, not as raw as Justice, though. Justice is a very raw recording, but we all know why, and we can get into that That's later. A but, crappy but, production. but, um,
1: I think Ride the Lightning is just because it was a little <laughs> bit better produced and it had Faced yes. Black. It had a ballad on there. A, oh no, a ballad.
0: A fucking amazing song, but whatever. Like, like yeah, I know you
2: agree. Yeah, but, but, we all do.
0: But you know. I think I think with with Metallica at that time, or certain like I remember being excited, oh shit, they're gonna do a video. This is fucking awesome. And I'll never forget when my brother bought the album and I'm listening to the record and I'm reading the lyrics. And when one came on, I was like, man, this reminds me of a book that my history teacher had me read. And my brother goes, well, what what was it called? Johnny got his gun. And my dad and my big brother's like, really? And then later when Metallica said they were going to do a video and they were going to use film footage from the movie, Johnny got his gun. My brother's like, man, fucking Mike. And I'm like, hey, I, i I It just – the lyrics, I'm like, oh, he's got to be – this has to be an adaptation of Johnny Got His Gun or the same principle anyway. Now, I was excited when the one video came out, and I loved it. I loved it, man. I loved it. I mean, I guess the thing that people have to realize is for a long time as a Metallica fan, Megadeth fan, or any thrash metal we were very defensive. And it wasn't gatekeeping as like, oh, you can't be a fan of this band or whatever. It was more of a we were always on the defensive. You were a fucking, Ian said it more than once, you were a dirt bag if you fucking listened to Metallica. You were a fucking, you know, stoner, dirt leg, fucking hoolie. Okay you were a yeah, you, I you were not it was not fucking acceptable to like that band at all, especially a band like Slayer are you fucking kidding me? so yeah dude like i'm I'm getting in all these bands so like when when they did the black album though and I heard dinner sandman for the first time and again, I understand why they did what they did. I mean let's be honest, justice for all is almost progressive thrash really. I understand them wanting to simplify things a bit. I get it. I do. I think they went too far in that direction as a fan, as a music fan, as a fan of Metallica. That's how I felt at the time. There's still, but since then, you know, I've went back, I've revisited the Black Album. I'm like, you know, there's some good fucking jams on this album. It's not a total piece of shit. I think that came afterwards. Better than the singles. Huh? I think deep cuts are better. Oh, by far, yeah, by far the deep. Cut. Come on, man, don't tread on me. I'm um, holier oh, than thou. Oh. Fucking my friend of misery. All those are really uh, cool songs. I like all those songs. Um, but no, no, it came later for
1: me. Yeah, see, the black album, man. Enter Sandman was on my high jump
2: Dude, tape. shit, Nate, when that came out, Enter Sandman.
1: Dude, I I fucking loved it. It was on my high jump tape.
2: Fuck yeah. You
1: know, I went to States my junior and senior year in the high jump.
2: You we know? have to agree. Maybe Metal Mike won't, but I think Bushy will for sure. I think the last great fucking year of heavy metal, hard rock was 1991 through 92. Our shit dominated.
1: I would agree because yeah. it was in that time frame
2: that the other shit started coming out and I
1: switched to fucking country. Dude, I straight up turned my back
2: on rock and roll. But when you look at the VMAs, 1992, there was no rap acts on the VMAs. Right. GNR, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Ugh. Red Hot Chili Peppers, that Michael Jackson. he's Michael,
1: Michael Jackson?
2: Hey, oh. Michael Jackson. And then <laughs> but i mean it was all fucking hard rock metal yeah 91 92 well Hardly dominated
0: the other thing that was interesting about that early 90s period is it was okay to like like the chili peppers and slayer yes and then something weird happened like it just there was this shift where you know not only was the you know the 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 and i'm not going to call it glam metal oh, okay. it, it became yeah. hair metal by that point it, it had devolved into hair metal when when that became the the thing that wasn't I mean, people were like uh and and what's funny is i was uh way before they were but um I bet you were, uh, no i was yeah. like uh like i'm going to fucking throw up in my fucking mouth anyway
2: my point well, that i'm so trying to make at the point where you were metal, Mike would come from because he was more hardcore. Well, than-
0: I'm older, guys, I'm I older mean, than both of
2: you. I, I, I mean, yeah, I but for me, that I rode through the Britney Foxes, and I'm the sorry, Cin- which I do love Cinderella, by the way, I do
0: too. I like Cinderella, but,
2: but all these different bands, and they're like, no, I like NWA. And a Groove, what was that one rapper, he was really bad. Uh, I, I, Bushy you remember all this shit. You know, the wild thing guy and all oh, that Tone oh, oh, And all that nonsense. And then come my senior year of high school, 92, 91, 92, our shit is the biggest shit on the planet. Yes. And then most of these people that hated that music a couple years before, like, oh, I like Guns N' Roses now. Yeah, you man, think? Oh, dude. Man, a part of me was repulsed that these folks liked it. But on the other end, it was like, I've been telling you all along. You have right. fat. Sorry. Um, and I've experienced
0: regrets. that. And, and not just with music, but other things. Like, as I said, me and my brother bought I mean, he had the the Guns N' Roses with the original cover, which was the painting in yeah. the front cover. Yeah. He and he, of course, lost it. He kicks himself because that thing is worth God knows how much money now. Yeah. And what happens? We read a review in one of our metal magazines. You know, give this band a try. They're fucking, you know. And when the and the review was so well written, we were like, man, we need to check these guys out. So we go to St. Louis, find it. My brother buys it. And we were just like, holy fucking shit, man. This is more like it, man. Like this is like – this is what I've been missing was from my traditional hard rock and heavy metal, man. And I'll just never forget, man. So we were trying to turn people on to him, and we did turn some people on. Like my friend Jason Reed you guys met at the Rockin' Pot. He was one of them where he vaguely – he distinctly remembers us going, hey, check these guys out. We did that with all kinds of bands before they broke big, not to sound like we were soothsayers, but what cracked me up was when there was other people that would dismiss it. And then a year later, I would say I would call them out. I'd be like, well, you know, I tried to tell you about those guys a year ago and you told me they sucked. You know, yeah. And they're like, no, I didn't. I'm like, "Uh, yeah, you fucking did. Yeah, you did. And it's yes. the same motherfuckers that used to fucking make fun of me when he was, okay, it's kind of funny. And I don't mean to go off on something that has nothing to do with music, but I'm going to anyway, because that's what I fucking do. Um, when comic books became such a huge part of pop culture, now, now it's cool. You got fucking hot chicks cosplaying and shit. Yeah. No chicks were doing that when I was in fucking high school. Yeah. No chicks that I knew were in that either, And fucking all, dude. And when I went to go see the Avengers, I'm waiting in line and there's a bunch of people in line that I went to high school with that were fucking all jazzed and excited. I said, well, you told me this shit was gay. Remember? You told me I was fucking stupid for liking it. Shit. I called them out. Oh man. Well, you did. Now it's cool though. See? So I do kind of call people out. I mean, I don't care if people like it and you genuinely like it or, Hey, that's cool. You finally came around, but I knew it was fucking cool way before, you well, know, I, mean, I, I kind of take pride out. for that. I know yeah.
2: Bush is a Batfleck guy. I love Batfleck. Best Batman he was great as Batman. Looked the most like Batman in the comic book sense. Had the worst movies, though. Uh-huh. Uh, had the worst movies, Man. Bush. Sorry, not his fault. Terrible writing.
1: I'll take his Batman movies over fucking...
2: No, I 89. would take the kid now in the new Batman.
1: I don't like him, but damn, best Batman movie ever.
2: No, I'll go with the original Michael Keaton. And oh, God. The original,
1: the original is I get so tired. It's
0: Everybody says that, and I don't, I don't get it. Well, and I'm Adam, a comic book guy. I've been a Batman Adam fan since I was a fucking little kid. But, but that Adam movie West, is over Adam, fucking rated. Over.
2: Adam, really? Adam West is the most underrated Batman.
0: I love Adam West. I love that and version of Batman. But I, I don't know. I guess my problem with 89, as I call it.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Number one, I love Michael Keaton, but he's not believable as Batman. No. He oh, let me put it this way. He's not believable as Bruce Wayne. He is not a billion-dollar playboy. He's just not, man. He, it, he if, not if
2: you go by you did not do better than you thought though? When you he heard did, it, he's tomorrow, a good actor.
0: He he is a good actor, but I, I didn't movie, like but, they uh, took way too many liberties. It starts off, I'll I'll say this. The first half of that's originally. not his fault though. I didn't say it was, but everybody wants to put 89 on this pedestal, and I'm like, I don't get it. As far as Batman, it, it's being true to the character and what the character really is like. It's a mixture oh, of the comic book Batman with like the Adam Christian West Batman. And that's like not Christian what I wanted. I, I didn't did want you that. you
2: like Christian Slater with the, the worst voice going over and over in, in the films? It was a Christian, Christian Slater. Slater. I love,
0: okay. but I, but I Whatever lie. his
2: name is, Christian, whatever his name is. That yeah. guy. Christian Bale, movie. Christian Bale, and Bale I'm
0: Bale. not going to lie, especially by the time the third movie rolls around.
2: Oh, my God. It wasn't
0: that bad with the first film. The first film, it ain't that bad. And then the second film, it's even worse.
1: Oh, no, second uh, film's amazing. Best
2: it's Joker, a
0: great movie, man. but let's be it's honest, what makes movie. that movie so bad? about me.
2: Batman and Joker. It's, it's, point. it, what? I forgot it was about the Batman and the Joker. It was such a good movie.
0: Yeah. It is. It's it, but but here's my by the time the third film rolls around. Oh he's even like when 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 Catwoman pulls the disappearing like so that's what that's like like why are you talking like that to yourself, dude? Like and and he just went too far with the voice, man. Um that's one reason why I did like the Affleck Batman because to me, realistically, it's what you would do, you'd use a modulator to disguise your voice.
2: That was You're good. Not go talking like this. Great end joke in that film. I noticed it. Affleck looks like Batman. Totally. Yeah. But they gave him horrible. It was terrible movies. Batman v Superman was an abortion of God. It was terrible. Have you ever
0: seen the the other version? The longer one?
2: I saw the, the longer verger version of uh, Justice League. You need to watch the other
0: version of Batman V Superman, dude. I'm not saying it's a perfect film, Charles, but it's a hundred times better than the theatrical release. They cut that movie to fucking pieces, man. Pieces. Important fucking plot points were cut out of that film. And that wasn't right. Zack Snyder. That wasn't the actors. That was Warner Brothers, fucking punching themselves in the dick as usual because they have no fucking clue on how hand, handle comic book property. They they own DC. They have this fucking literally this gold mine, and they have just fucked it up well, so bad that it's not even fucking
2: funny, dude. I mean, what, it can come down to this: they're fucking what, morons. They have no clue. Comics since night. 19- 1977? Who? What? I've been reading comics since 1978. Same here. I love Marvel for their stories in the comics. Mm -hmm. Give me the X-Men. But what Marvel does not have is Batman. That's true. What they don't have Superman, you can I uh, fucking hate Superman. Sorry. Boy, Lex Luthor is not a believable villain. Uh you can give me I uh, he's not. He's just not. And that fucking kid they got to play Lex Luthor and Batman v Superman. Terrible. Don't believe him.
0: Not, not a good choice. Ter- 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 terrible choice. Not a good choice. Terrible Kevin, terrible.
2: Kevin Spacey but still, super because Superman made Lex Luthor lose his hair in Smallville. That's why he hates Superman. This is stupid. oh
0: that that was a Silver Age version it's of the, there, There's so many versions of the Superman story that no, nah, there's more that to it.
2: Is the epitome he has the best rogues, Valerie? Oh, by far yeah, of agreed, any comic book character. Huh? I said agreed. The newest, the Batman movie. Love, love it, it.
1: Love it. Went,
2: love it. Too, went too long. Not enough Riddler, in my opinion. The guy they got to play, the Riddler, I knew was great. Oh, yeah. I,
1: it's a damn good movie.
2: I love it's, the it's,
1: film. It's my favorite and, Batman movie. Not my favorite Batman. but my favorite Well, one Batman. of the
0: things I liked about it is they focused on the detective aspect of the Batman, which they've never I, done in live action before.
2: I enjoyed it, too. But my my Batman is Michael Keaton. I'm sorry. Hey
0: man, you can have him. Yeah. I but just I just don't. I just, don't, I just think I that fucking see, version of Batman is so so overrated, man. At least the I first half see, is really really good, but then it just loses it. It just gets. At easier.
2: least I, did, I didn't say George Clooney. Ugh. And Batman returns with Michelle Pfeiffer, my Catwoman. <laughs> Was awesome. And uh and bad
0: Danny DeVito is a grotesque penguin sucked. Nothing like the character in the comics.
2: No, but he was better in the Batman. Yes. And
0: well, Batman. Colin Farrell was amazing as cobblepot. That. Yeah. That's yeah. the fucking penguin.
1: Yeah, he was great. Gangster. All right, we've been at it for two Val- hours. Helmer. What have we decided hey. about Metallica?
2: Bushy. Val Kilmer, Doc Holiday, he-, he ruled. Yeah. Batman. No, 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 no.
0: Let's let's get back on topic. Um, I am sorry. I didn't mean for us to go down the. No, it hey, was just the only there. reason why I mentioned it is, like I said, I'm going to see the Avengers for the first time. You got you and I'm going, really? I remember you used to give me. Yeah. Don't go calls. watch the Marvels
2: because you'll no. you'll just hear woke ism.
0: Mar- I have no interest in watching the Marvels. No. It looks stupid to me. The whole body swapping thing, all that. I don't know. Marvel's but, been slipping for a while now, but uh, anyway. Well, last is,
2: Spider-Man was good. Yeah,
0: agreed. Yeah, I think that it, it was good. I don't think it's as great as everybody makes it out to be.
2: You know, I liked it because the Green Goblin was just a bad guy for being a bad guy. No tragic story.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just evil. That's what I like. What have so. we
1: decided about Metallica?
2: That- Metallica. Now yeah.
1: that, okay. One last question, and we got to get out of here. We've been out here for two hours. Cool. Uh, did Lulu grab any fans? I hope to Christ
0: not. Uh, what?
1: <laughs> did Lulu?
2: Lulu? <laughs> Blue Reed fans? and Metallica. Oh, first of all, when it first was coming out, I remember this. I was in Iraq.
1: You got excited, didn't you?
2: Yeah. And right. plus Metallica God was like God we got an album coming out with Lou Reed. I got it on iTunes. I'm sorry. It was fucking horrible. Not the worst. The worst is saying anger. I agree. But I will anybody say anybody that came on board with Metallica was saying anger. I apologize to you. I yeah. would love to hear from you that you really love saying anger. That's well, what brought you on board.
0: There is one other thing I wanted to add though. Like when it comes to my feelings in Metallica's and, and don't get me wrong. Like I really, really liked hardwired to self-destruct. Yep. I was a love bit disappointed the with the last one though. 72 seasons. Not, mm, it's not that bit. There's like a couple of songs I like, but overall it was very disappointing, especially let after. Me
2: Hard-Wired. You, let me ask you.
0: But what I was going to, I just want to make this fucking point. I've forgiven Metallica, but I'll never forget that Load era. Like I said, when they were literally trying to distance themselves from metal so much so that they're on the cover of Kerrang! magazine, going, "Don't call us a metal band. Yeah. It's in your fucking name, you fucking jerks." But there's yeah. so many Metallica fans that just want to forget that or sweep that era of the band under the rug. Oh. And I'm like, no, it fucking sucks. Just be honest with yourselves and and tell and just admit. That it wasn't that good and that they were selling out and they were trying to fucking. Not that good? Really? Oh, terrible, dude. Reload. There's like two oh, or three songs. Oh, 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 oh,
2: oh. It's terrible. No, it this stopped. is so, huge. Uh-huh. on that. I forget who was. What? I had to review Reload. Sorry for you. On Freeform.
0: No, I'm really sorry. I mean, I know our friend Mark Alden Taylor will probably defend it to his dying breath, but i
2: fucking Yeah, hate not him. really, not really. To his credit, I'm, I'm going to have to I tell did. you, after having been forced to listen to Reload completely,
1: it's better on the load.
2: I think it might be on Satan Anger level. Terrible. What Reload? Reload is so Reload
0: is fucking awful. Fucking
2: awesome. horrible. Dude. Oh, it's terrible. But I don't
0: I think Load's much know. better. I
2: know there Load's got a fucking. Like. It's, what, got, what Bush? it's got a couple songs that ain't bad. What, Load? Yeah, there's yeah. like two or
0: three. I like two by four.
2: Yeah, there's like two or uh, three songs.
0: First, I, I, I like the one they did with Pepper from Corrosion and Conformity, The Cure or whatever. I thought that me, was a good song. Me,
2: okay. Need to trim it down about two minutes. Leading Me is way too long, but it's not, yeah.
0: it, it's a pretty good song, but way too long.
2: But what is up with Reload with Unforgiven Two, which is horrible. It's like Generation Swine, Metallica, horrible, uh, Motley Crue, horrible.
1: kind of dig the song,
2: and that. Fucking, Low man's lyric. Well, oh.
0: as I was gonna say, um, I, I just yeah, load, reload. Um I I but you got so many metallic guitars, that'll just fucking defend that shit. And we're talking guys who were there before load and reload and the blackout, and they will defend that shit to their dying breath. And I I just I would rather load and reload. You know what? I think those albums were appropriately named, load and reload. Yeah, <laughs> a load of shit, and I then they give take, us a reload. Thanks, yeah. James. Thanks, Lars. Yeah, I could take end a of topic. topic. We're done.
1: No, I could take a few songs from each album, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, that's about it.
2: What's yeah, your guys' least favorite Metallica album? Least don't ever? don't Lulu. Lulu take it out of the equation. I I probably I guess
0: Saint Anger, but
2: like I, so, I, it, I guess.
0: <laughs> I but, but load and reload would be like right above them. Like they're in the, it, it would be like, here's Saint Angers, the worst, and load and reload would probably just be above them.
2: Because, Pushy. what Saint about you? you? Yeah, Anger. that's, that's uh,
0: Saint Anger is horrible. It's fucking horrible. It is. It's a it's fucking horrible. horrible record.
2: I mean, do you guys hate death magnetic that much? I
0: don't, I don't, make, hate, Death I don't hate Death Magnetic. I think Death Magnetic is was a step in the right direction. It's it let me put it this way it was the best thing they had done since Justice, in my opinion. I agree. um
2: yeah. I makes, liked it better it, in the black album. It makes um, me think I, but I a think, lot of
1: fucking uh, Countdown to Extinction for some reason.
2: Countdown huh? Well, Countdown to Extinction was a black album ripoff.
1: Yeah, but it was the better one.
0: Uh, yeah, I like Countdown better than Black. Sorry, but that's not popular opinion.
1: But Death Magnetic
2: reminds me of Countdown. What about Sound of White Noise by Anthrax? Yeah, um, I'm not a big
0: fan. Okay, how do I put this? I love Joey, I love John Bush with Armored Saint, but they that wasn't Anthrax, that was Armored Thrax. So they should change the name of the band, it's not the same fucking band. In my it's opinion. like
2: velvet revolver, huh? It's like velvet revolver.
0: Yeah, I I, I prefer Joey Belladonna. I prefer that's my Anthrax.
2: Let's just. Well, I like I like the first Anthrax album the best. I like that record too. Yeah,
0: fistful of metal. That's a good album.
2: Oh, it rules! It's it's great. But they they fired Neil. Yeah. know. They have a history of doing that. <laughs> <They> just, like, <laughs> hired Joey, so, I man. Mean, I mean, Countdown is awesome, but it was a black album.
0: See, I looked at euthanasia as more of the black album because I hate that fucking record. That's where Megadeth lost me.
2: What about risk?
0: Ah, that <laughs> whole era. Risk and cryptic writings and fucking I God, I can't remember
2: good lord okay, he's the ultimate Bushy left 72 seasons versus the last Megadeth album
0: I think the last Megadeth is better I agree I do, I, do. I, do. I, I know that's not the popular opinion but um, I, I do now with that being said do I think The Sick and the Dying and the Dead is as good as Dystopia no but there's some fucking killer jams on that record and I'm here to tell you Bushy definitely feels the same way I do
2: about we that. all do I think, I mean, even though I don't listen to Megadeth, the sick and then dying over and over again.
0: Yeah. I go back to dystopia more than sick and then dying.
2: Yeah. Lux Eterna is the only Metallica song from that album that I will listen to and be like,
1: The opening track of 72 seasons is pretty good. That's about it. Now, I go back to the sick that dying of the dead a lot. Dystopia, I've, I actually haven't visited in a year. What? But, but, guys, I've got to get out of here, man.
0: All right. All right, what man, up, guys. Dude? Take care. Stay metal, bushy. And, Charles, thank you for coming on and doing this thank with you. us. And fun.
2: don't listen to um, Lulu. Or <laughs>
0: yeah, please don't. Spare your fucking auditory canals.
2: Cause... Or insane Anger yes true
1: story Charles thanks so much for being here man that's, that's, that's fucking thanks, cool man. I'm glad we Very were nice. able to have, have this conversation I think we're both drunk and I got a house full of people that want to go to bed and I'm in my girl's bed right now so
0: alright brother you guys take care man keep fighting the good fight stay metal
2: Fuck yeah. Right. Peace. Peace.
1: <laughs> bye vinyl bitches <laughs> deuces